With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Living the dream on another spectacular Saturday. It is Fox Football Saturday. Harbin and Swisher with you, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. We are proud to welcome in Nick Swisher today. Ah, how are you, Nick? You are the man, bro. Hear my name alongside yours and that great voiceover. Never felt better. We got a busy three hours, man. We got a lot of things we're going to be doing today. By the way, Nick is an Ohio State guy on top of everything else, so we're going to get your thoughts on what <laughs> Don't is Don't hold a it against me. Don't hold it against day. me. I, look, I want all the insight. I want you to divulge all the information, all the insight on the Buckeyes and the future of Urban Meyer and everything that's going on in Columbus. So we we're going we're gonna to disperse that over the course of the day. Huge college football Saturday, obviously, the major conference championship games decide which teams end up in the four-team invitational. Don't call it a playoff. It's not a playoff. <laughs> it's an invitational. Right now, the big game that's going on is this uh, Texas-Oklahoma game, and this will this is going to be the interesting play, uh, Nick, no question about that, because if Oklahoma loses, then it's easy. If Alabama beats Georgia and Oklahoma loses to Texas and Ohio State beats Northwestern, no-brainer. Ohio State's going to be into that invitational. But if Oklahoma wins this game <laughs> and Urban Meyer tries to roll it up tonight against Northwestern, there's going to be a lot of controversy because well, I can tell you this. ESPN, who runs that show, would much rather have Ohio State 
than Oklahoma. Well, I tell you what, Ohio State does travel well, and they did play absolutely amazing uh, last week against Michigan. I think the biggest thing that you got is that chaos that could happen, right? I mean, obviously, if Alabama does what it needs to do and beats Georgia, right, then obviously the discussion is going to be Oklahoma and Ohio State, right? And so if when I look at both of those teams, for me as a fan, I see both teams with very potent offenses, right? The thing on the other side is the Oklahoma defense, in my mind, is not nearly as good as what Ohio State has to offer. You mean that Ohio State defense that gave up 51 right. to Maryland yeah. yes. or 49 totally. to Purdue? Right. That defense? Well, in that, in that sense, what have you done for me lately, right? right? We had an unbelievable game against the number four team in the country. Correct. Jim Harbaugh had his best team he's had to date at the University of Michigan, and we put it on him, bro. Flat smacked him around, did everything that we needed to do, but then again, on the other side, I feel like we've done that every year. We always play well against Michigan. I think, in my mind, rather than looking at the tough losses we've had, what about the good wins we've had, right? Our win at Penn State, right? Things like that. I feel like those are the wins, in my mind, that people need to look at rather than what's happened with the bad loss, 29 loss, 29-point uh, loss to Purdue, right, with everything that happened earlier in the season with Urban uh, and all the allegations and I'm telling you, man, it just seems like nowadays there's so many things that can happen in a university, right, that, that get out, and it definitely has a little tarnish, especially come the end of the season. All right, I, I want to talk about dominant teams. Obviously, this Alabama team, because of Tungavailoa, now that next-level quarterback to go on with everything else they already had. Right. I mean, up until this time, Nick Saban's best quarterback was A.J. McCarron. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, Tua Tungavailoa is a different level quarterback, right. and that's why they're so dominant. Look, you played on a dominant team with the Yankees with a, a lot of big-name talent over the years. Is that good? I mean, are you a big believer in having a dominant force in a sport as opposed to parody or what I like to say, parody, but parody. <laughs> I mean, how, how do you view it? Yeah, in you know what? I, I think you got to love winners, right? Yeah. Uh, I think Alabama has put themselves at the top for a reason, right? People aren't successful in this world just because, right? You have to work for that. You have to have a drive. You have to have that that passion, that will, that want, right? And Alabama has that on top of the players, right? To see Alabama continue to have success, even with those college quarterbacks that we talked about earlier, but to have Tua to be able to do his thing and obviously huge prospect in the NFL moving forward. For me, hey, man, I always like teams getting knocked off at the top. I always like the underdogs. But then again, my brother is a huge Alabama fan, loves the way they go about it, and loves the way they play the game because everybody's trying to get Alabama. There is such a huge difference between Alabama and the rest of college football. And that's a shame. And that's where I feel like what you're talking about with parity can come in there as well to kind of like even things out a little bit. A, l- a little bit. Although, you know, Georgia's certainly not going to, uh, you know, they're well, re- they want revenge for yes, that sir. championship game, which they dominated most of that game right. until Tonga Bailoa came right. in and like, hello, <laughs> and where's this guy the season, correct? You know, he saved the season with that picture-perfect throw to pull out that game for Alabama. Um, all right, so we got all these games going on. So the Alabama-Georgia game is going to go on in about three hours. And then later, of course, Ohio State will be taking on Northwestern. We have not only this going on for who's going to get to that four-team invitational, but also the Heisman Trophy will be decided today. I don't know if you know this, Nick. I have a Heisman vote. That's what I, just, that's you know, what I heard. Yeah, yeah, thank you. And uh, so tomorrow will be the day that I actually cast my Heisman ballot. Uh, by the way, I, I could show you 
the codes, I think the nuclear codes are less complicated <laughs> to get than the, the password that they give me every year to actually get to my ballot. I, I'll seriously, during the break, I'll show it to it's you. Like it's like a VIN number. I mean, it's like all, you know how they say, like, if you have a password, make it tricky. None of us do, <laughs> yeah, right? You it's know, a strong you, password. Yeah, yeah, strong. We just try to anything we can remember. Uh, this thing has signal, you know, signs that I've never even seen. I'm like, where is that on the facial you know. recognition? Look left, <laughs> look left, look right. Um, but it's it's Tua's to lose. But again, if he has a, a four interception game right. and they lose today, and you know, Kyler Murray again, the Oklahoma's struggling right now. It is seven six Texas. Uh, Texas is knocking on the door for another score. Oklahoma has not scored a touchdown in this game. Yeah. Well, so see, this I, is, think, I, I think this is really where Ohio State wins in here, right? Because if Oklahoma struggles against Texas, right. even if they do beat them, yes. right? But the game is close. You said it's a selection committee, right? So all of a sudden we're talking about... By the way, talking- Texas has just scored another touchdown, so Texas is now going to go up pending the extra point uh, 14-6. Right, to be able to have all that talent that Oklahoma has, Kyler Murray, Heisman, hopeful, right? Yeah. If they don't pull off a big, convincing win in this game to revenge that loss earlier in the season, right? Right. Ohio State goes out Molly Wops Northwestern like they're supposed to, now that's where the real debate comes in. Because let's be honest, nobody in the country travels like Ohio State does. Nobody. And then again, Ohio State is Ohio State. Oklahoma obviously has a tremendous football tradition and are a great team, but they are going to find a way if they can. Now, this may make it easy if Texas goes on and, and wins this game. We were talking before the show about the Kyler Murray situation. Again, he was the ninth overall pick in the baseball draft yeah. by the Oakland A's. They allowed him to have this year at Oklahoma. Correct. It's been an incredible year for him. He's going to be a Heisman finalist. He's going so. to have all the accolades that you know go along with being a, one of the elite college football players. But you said, Nick, you're like, man, if I'm Oakland <laughs> and I gave him all that money, I don't know if I want him scrambling well, around I mean, let's be honest, field. man. I mean, this, this man is a piece of my organization, and that's yeah. a lot of cheese to be given somebody to take the opportunity to at least maybe yeah. – an injury of some sorts a year out the whole night. I mean, I've known Billy Bean for years. He drafted me as well back, way back in 2002. And to see how he goes about his business, right, there's a reason why Kyler Murray was top on the and, and And remember this Central Florida quarterback, Mackenzie Milton, you saw that knee yes, injury. Sir, I mean, again, he's, he's sort of like Kyler Murray. He's a pass-run guy, simple play. He's doing a, a, a plan, you know, rollout for a quarterback and takes that helmet shot right on the knee, and that knee goes in the wrong direction, and that's it. I mean, he's done. Well, and then I think the thing you worry about even more than that is the nerve damage. I mean, that's yeah, as I mean, an athlete. I mean, he had like blood. They had to. They had to just get the blood flow back in the knee. They haven't even. They can't even do reconstructive surgery until they, you know, get the. Well, blood I think the going. one thing that Kyler does a good job of. You don't. You don't see him get hit very often. No. Right. Which well, he's very smart about that, and you know, and obviously I'm a huge fan of a man that's able to play football and baseball. Yes. I mean, come on. Let's be honest, the Bo Jacksons, the Brian Jordans, the mm-hmm. Deion Sanders, the Kyler Murrays right now. The, oh, the Tim Tebow's, right? The, well, hold on, hold on a second. No. <laughs> well, back right. in, you know, whoa, whoa, he's whoa, still whoa, working whoa. on it, right? All right, well, hold on a second here. Now, are you are you a fan of Tebow putting on a Mets major league uniform? Do you think that he has done enough to earn that? I, I, I'm a fan of Tim Tebow. Okay, right? I, I'm a fan of Tebow of course. as well. It, and it, I, it's, and it's one not, of the greatest not, college quarterbacks Ever. 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 No doubt. And one of the greatest human beings, maybe, ever. By the way, your buddy, Urban Meyer. Right. The only time I ever interviewed Urban Meyer was right after his first season at Ohio State. It happened to be on a day where they announced the AP uh, College Football Coach of the Year. Uh-huh. He didn't get a single vote. Remember they were 12-0 that That's year? Right. 12, That's right. I go, and I said, Coach, how, how did you not get a single vote? He goes, isn't that strange? 
But it was at the same time that Tebow was in Denver. Right. And I said, you know, I don't understand this, Coach. When he was at Florida, he led the nation in passing efficiency. Okay? Right. And now he can't throw the ball straight. So what the heck? What What is the difference about what you were doing at Florida and what's happening in the NFL? And he just, I mean, one thing about Urban Meyer, man, he just says what's on yeah, his Yeah, he mind. ain't scared to tell you straight now. He just now. said, he goes, they don't know how to use him. I mean, again, every, this is this is one of the problems. And we're seeing suddenly an evolution in the NFL, you know, where it used to be these big 12 quarterbacks are throwing the ball, these spread offenses, and the, the game didn't translate to the NFL. It's the old square peg in a round hole. Finally, they got wise saying, you know what? And I always give like the New England Patriots credit. You know what the Patriots do? They recognize what your talent is and novel idea. We're going to put you in a position right. to succeed. Right. Yeah. We're actually going scheme to, to their players what you do well, and then we're going to put you in a scheme that will feature what you do well <laughs> instead of us trying to force you to do something that you don't do the well. The best possible position to succeed. Exactly. So that is the way uh, successful programs put it together. All right. We got lots to cover today. We're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. The dominant story in sports. Kareem Hunt. The video came out and the Chiefs said bye-bye to their all-pro running back. What's next? We're going to tell you. Coming up next. Steve Harbin, Nick Swisher here on this beautiful Saturday. Again, keeping our eyes on all the college football. Texas leading Oklahoma 14-6 to in that Big 12 championship game. Oklahoma loses... Alabama beats Georgia, Ohio State wins, Knicks Buckeyes will definitely be in that four-school invitational. Do not call it a playoff. It is an invitation. You don't want Notre Dame in there? Well, Notre Dame's already in. So it's going to be Alabama, Clemson, Notre, Notre Dame. Dame. By the way, Notre Dame is going to get their doors blown off by either Alabama or Clemson. I agree. I mean, they will get crushed. I, I, I really do. I feel like the uh, the overall speed of the game is different when you play those teams. Oh. Uh, as, well, you remember the year the Manti Tail. They well, had of that course. Undefe- they were undefeated. They played Alabama and then the BCS championship yeah. game. And I and I they, they were they had an interesting year. They beat Oklahoma. Everything fell into place for Notre Dame right. that year. And I actually that year voted Manti Teo over Johnny Manziel for the Heisman. Now, the girlfriend stuff hadn't come out yet. Yeah, I was going to say, that oh, came that out crazy. after? That came out after, okay. <laughs> uh, and it's funny because when Manti came to the Chargers, you know. I, yeah, of course I was going to say, I got you know. to know him a little bit. And, you know, he's How is he? He's a nice guy? He, he was he was a nice guy. I mean, he, the, the story was so absurd, so over the top. You don't even know where to go with it, right? I mean, so it's like. But people you truly believed that story. Well, they did. Uh, but I didn't vote for him because of that. I voted for him because that year, again, he, this he was is one of the most dominant defensive players. Notre Dame was the story of the year. They yes, come so. out of nowhere, undefeated, number one in the country, but then they just went again. Alabama just right. absolutely crushed yeah, them. And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn Different game. All right, so again, Texas is controlling this game against Oklahoma. Oklahoma can't get any offense going. It's no. not about the defense. It's about the offense. Well, and, and that's their bread and butter. Kyler Murray, Heisman candidate, man. That's, right? uh, that's all that team is based around. I think they're giving up over 40 points a game. To whoever the opponent is. It, the it, last it doesn't four even matter. weeks, they've given up at least 40 points each of the last four games, and they've won them all. Kyler Murray is a very pedestrian, 5 of 10, 55 yards. He's only run for 12 yards. So they have no offense so far, but things could change. So we'll keep our eye on this game. Critical game to decide who gets into that four-school invitational. All right, Nick, got to talk about the biggest story going on right now in sports, and that is the Kareem Hunt situation. I mean, this you go back to an incident that happened in February – 
that was publicly known. Everyone knew that he had gotten into some kind of altercation. At the time, there were no charges filed. There was sort of a he said, she said situation. She tried to pursue it, but nothing came of it. And I remember Clark Hunt, the owner of the Chiefs, basically saying, look, he's a young guy. Obviously, he's a great back, had a phenomenal rookie year last year. And, you know, he's going to learn from whatever happened. Then the video comes out. The shove alone may not have been enough, but when he shoved the guy who took the girl into the wall and she's knocked silly, then she gets up, she's wobbly, goes back to the ground, and he comes rushing at her and kicks her. Right. I I, I don't know where you go. Now, the Chiefs have made it easy so far for the NFL because they released him. They just said, gone. You are gone. You are no longer a Kansas City Chief. Let's be honest. It's 2018. Yes. And there's a video. Right. And and when all this came out, and it's funny because I remember this it brings it back to the Ray Rice. Sure. When you can physically see something, that that definitely changes the narrative, right? Because regardless of of whoever it is, keep your hands off a woman. What what are you doing to begin with, right? Here's the thing, you got a young kid that's starting off his career, right? And you do something like this. I, I it's it's unexplainable. It's it, it it's it's unbelievable that somebody Still think this is still thinks this is acceptable, right? And so, in, in my mind, I think the Kansas City Chiefs did an, a, a tremendous job with this. I talked about this on my radio show yesterday down in San Diego, and it it really gets a mixed bag. In other words, I actually have guys calling in saying, "Well, you know, she started it." No, 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 no. Or or she shoved him. Now, if you remember Joe Mixon's situation, you remember he goes into the restaurant. Oh, correct. The girl's standing there, or sit, she's sort of leaning up against the table. She pushed him, she slapped him, and then he gives us a right cross to knock her out and then walks out. Joe Mixon is making a living right now in the National Football League. That was obviously far more violent Correct. than what we saw yesterday. The Ray Rice situation, well, the reason Ray Rice never played again in the NFL had nothing to do with the knockout punch. Most teams just said he was done as a running back. In other words, risk-reward. Right. Is it worth us signing Ray Rice with all that baggage as far as what he can give to us as a running back, they said no. Joe Mixon was a different story. Right. No one seems to bring up but, the knockout punch but, but that, that he delivered that on that one. It happened in college, correct? It happened, it in, happened college, in college. And, and then he got drafted, right? Right. It happened. In fact, it had happened years before. Right. And he well, had he, been out for a year at Oklahoma. And then two years later, well, I, the I, th- came I think out. now what we're learning is, and, and especially as an ex athlete, right? I mean, right. Obviously, there's a lot of things that you're under a microscope. Sure. And regardless of... uh, Were you conscious of that, Nick? I mean, you played in the biggest spotlight of New York. Yeah, but I I don't even think it matters where you're in, right? What city you're in. It's just your overall moral values on the situation, right? Like, regardless of if you get slapped or not, and believe me, I remember getting slapped in high school by my ex-girlfriend in high school. I I got slapped as well. Right? But there's no reason or no... you can't come back right right on that. So here's my thing, right? I just don't think that these guys really understand at this point like how fragile and 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 how very fortunate you are to have a job like being in the NFL, right? So now I think you have to make an example out of somebody. Okay, well I want to take this a step further, Nick, because when when we talk about the opportunity to play in the NFL, obviously now what's going to happen is so Kareem Hunt's been released by the Kansas City Chiefs. He's not going to be a chief anymore. The NFL will do its investigation, and they may suspend him. They may suspend him for a year. I mean, they, they're going to have to do something here because it really looks bad. 
go back to the incident in February. And let's go back to the Ray Rice situation. Right. I remember when the when it first came out about Ray Rice and there was like dragged a, a girl out of an elevator and what was going on, we didn't know. Because you couldn't see it. Couldn't see it. And so there was like a two-game suspension. You know, they were sort of waffling. And then all of a sudden, boom, TMZ comes up with a knockout punch. And it's like, wow, different game. So the question is, moving forward for Kareem Hunt, what is the proper punishment? Should he be allowed to continue his NFL career after a suspension? Or should the NFL have a zero tolerance for this kind of behavior? Well, I, Do they I, I need feel, to establish But that? I feel like you need to look at where we are in the world right okay. now. We're, we're 2018. Yes. Right? There's a video. Yes. You can see what happened. Right. Right? As my man Hawk Harrelson, Hawk Harrelson from yes. the Chicago White Sox <laughs> would say, he gone. Gone. And and I feel like it, maybe that is um, uh, a... a, a a big thing to do, but at some point you have to draw the line in the sand and say, hey, this is not acceptable. Okay, but this cannot be here. happening. There's two things here. Again, the NFL could come down and just say you're done. Right. Or there could be sort of that wink, wink, nobody's going to sign right, him. Did, did See, you, that's what happened to Ray Rice. Right? Ray Rice was reinstated, just nobody signed well, him even to think, a deal. Think about Reuben Foster. Right, right. Who, who just got picked up. And the Redskins got a lot of heat for that. Exactly. So you think somebody else is going to take a flyer on Kareem Hunt well, right again, now after that? He's 23 years it old. It doesn't matter, man. A lot, you, it, more Joe than, Mixon this is, is playing big, for the Bengals, But Nick. this is bigger than sports in my mind okay. because this is fresh. It's like that fresh cut. Right. Right. It's still bleeding, right? People are really taking this all in, soaking it all up right now. Yeah. And this is not the thing that we – we can't be having this in the world see, anymore. You know, I, they, I, see, I can hear people screaming right now, what about second chances? He made a mistake. Totally. Right. I mean, He well, made a mistake. But my point is, playing in the NFL is not a right. It's a privilege. Correct. To be able we, to be you, – you have the skills to do something right. that somebody else cannot do. Right. Don't take that for granted. Don't think that you're bigger than everybody. Right. And you saw the video just like I did. Yes. Kareem didn't come back one time. He didn't come multiple back twice. Times. He came back multiple times. He had. He was getting restrained by his friends. So in my in my in my opinion, when I saw that video, right, like that, he was angry, and that that seemed like he was trying to do something. The kick was the clincher. Because the girl already, you remember, she got up. She ran her head into the wall, essentially, when he shoved the guy who went into the girl into the wall. She got up. You could see her just sort of, you know, wobbly. And then she sort of went down again on the ground. And he rushed her and kicked her. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you know I, what, man? Nick, I'm with you as far as zero to- if, if the NFL is going to get serious about this domestic violence stuff, you can't be waffling anymore. You know, they gave six games to Ezekiel Elliott, but we didn't really see everything that went on. It was basically her word versus his word, and he got a six-game suspension. But you're right. This video is so damning, and because there's a video, yes. it, 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 it leaps off the sports page. Now it gets into the news cycle. That's what I'm saying. This is bigger than sports. Yeah. This is not a sport thing. Right. This exactly. is a respect thing. This is a moral thing, mm-hmm. right? And, and in my mind, and, and just – this is a personal opinion. This is my opinion only. But I respect women, right? Right. My wife is the most important person to me in my life, right? Growing up, I had that respect. Maybe because I was raised in a little redneck town and the respect factor was there. But either way, man, like this cannot be happening. Just like it is in baseball with steroids, you have to put a little fear in these guys. All right, but you've had teammates, you've had opponents that you know don't have the same idea about how to treat a woman. You know that goes on. Of course. 
In fact, you know what's interesting about this? Sports always seems to be a lightning rod, especially the NFL, because there's so many people out to get the NFL because it's such a force in our country. I still go back to the idea these are the same frustrated people in high schools that saw the big football stars get everything, and they're still trying to get their revenge, trying to take down the NFL. But the statistics show that the amount of domestic violence among 25-year-old NFL players is far below the national average. In other words, this is an epidemic in our society. This is not something that just is exclusive to the sports page. It's just the fact that it's high profile, and so it gets a lot of attention. Of course, well, the lot- problem is, is that this is going on far too much in our society and at a much greater level than we actually see in the sports world. Well, because a lot of those 25-year-olds going through this stuff right. aren't making millions of dollars and on the headlines of papers, right? Exactly. So, But, but why couldn't we use a situation like this to help further the knowledge? I love right? that. Right? Uh, like, like, let's... let's as sad as this situation was, and as horrible as this was, and, as, and, and this cannot happen, maybe there's something to be learned from that. To be like, hey, maybe, maybe Kareem can, can talk to some kids. Be like, hey, this anger thing or, or something, right? But anytime you have an athlete that goes, I guess, haywire in a way, obviously it's going to be brought to the front of the screen, and it should be, right? I mean, Kareem should get everything that's coming to him right now because what he did was unacceptable. Well, he cannot be happening. But and by the way, don't blame it on the Kansas City Chiefs because they didn't make that decision. Right. Kareem Hunt made that decision. All right. We're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Hunter Pence is going to be joining us. But first, let's find out what's trending right now. David Gascon is jumping into the mix. It's a heated battle you guys got going on right now. A lot of things going. I mean, this is so big. This goes beyond sports. I I agree with Nick. It's huge. It actually, I think it trumped last night's Pac-12 championship game, too. (laughs) I I forgot that was played last night. Did they play last night? Yeah, Utah-Washington, memorable. (laughs) There was like 20,000 people in attendance, too, for that brutal game. So, anyways, guys, we got a good one going right now. Texas and Oklahoma going back and forth so far. Second down and goal for Texas at the Sooner three-yard line. Ellinger with a snap, turns, and he'll run. Sam to the goal line. Touchdown, Texas. Ellinger, his second rushing touchdown of this first half, and the Longhorns extend their lead. Kind of reminds us of our first encounter, right, with Texas and Oklahoma. Ellinger doing all the heavy work right now. Seven carries for 25 yards in those two scores. Kyler Murray just threw a touchdown pass to CeeDee Lamb from 28 yards out. He's 8 of 13 for 136 yards in that one score. So far, Oklahoma's got 16 rushes as a team and just 47 yards. But they're a PAT away. Actually, one point away. They did kick a PAT. So it's 14-13, the Big 12 championship game. It's about 5-0-1 left in the first half. One other game in top 25 action today, Iowa State leading Drake 20-14. David Montgomery's got a couple of TD runs in that contest. College basketball, one game top 25 at his final. Buffalo beat San Francisco 85-81. Kentucky just underway. They lead UNC Greensboro 25-22. And guys, switching over to the National Football League. Baltimore Ravens added today Kenneth Dixon to their active roster, and the reason why is they have placed Alex Collins on injured reserve. He is done for 2018. Gentlemen, back to you. All right, David, thanks so much. Uh, Once again, Steve Hartman and Nick Swisher with you. We're coming live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save 15% or more on car insurance. Geico, go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Hunter Pence is going to be joining us here shortly. Uh, I want to ask you this as far as uh, uh, as Hunter has made it clear. Oh, let's let's join us right now. Of course, this is one of my all-time favorite guys. I love the, everything the way he <laughs> plays this game of baseball. Three-time uh, All-Star, two-time World Series champion with the Giants. Hunter Pence is joining us right now. Hunter, Steve Hartman here along with Nick Swisher. How are you today, Hunter? 
Hey, what's going on, guys? It's going good here. Hey, one of the one of the better personalities oh. in the game, my man. Hunter, it's good to talk to you, brother. How you holding up? I'm doing pretty well, man. I'm I'm back in San Francisco. I'm enjoying seeing all these amazing athletes in the Spartan race right now. It's Woo! pretty good. Hey, Hunter, uh, we were, I, I wanted to get into it with Nick. Uh, you're at crossroads right now. Your career with the Giants has ended, uh, but you've made it clear you're not retired. Are, are you going to play a little off-season baseball? Yes. Yeah, so uh, I did. I, I went right after the season uh, to L.A. to train with uh, Doug Lotta, who's uh, he's, he's kind of the hitting guru that's kind of preaching this whole underneath swing. Uh, I don't know how, what else to call it, but he's, he's just an amazing guy, amazing uh, philosophy and hitting, trying to reprogram myself and, and train with Marlon Bird out there with the David Weck method and trying to, to recreate myself because uh, the pitching has definitely changed throughout the years and so the hitting's changed as well. And yeah, I think I leave in a couple days for Dominican Republic, going to try to implement all of the new moves into game action and winter ball. Yeah, hey, bro, the fact that you're holding on, bro, and you still have the talent to do what you're doing is is worthy, bro. It is amazing. I think the one thing that I want to know, and, and and I've been doing, I've been at Fox here for the past couple of years. Obviously, I'm an old, washed up, retired guy. No, no, <laughs> don't say that. But to see where the game has gone, how the game has changed, right? It's not about hitting line drives. It's not about putting the ball in play. It's about putting the ball in the seats, right? How do you have to change your mindset moving forward from a guy who was raised in, in my mind, kind of in the the old school mentality? to now learn this new school stuff? Well, I, I don't think it's necessarily just about putting the ball in the seats. And obviously, yes, home runs are, are big, but it's about putting good swings on balls. And these days, Nick, um, it's like every single person coming out of the bullpen is, is 98. It's you know? crazy, and, and right? It's just, they're just all throwing hard. The science of pitching has gotten better, and, and there's, there's just this new school of hitting. And, and you know what's crazy is uh, Ted Williams actually wrote it in his book, he called it the upswing because the ball's coming down to – but he wanted to say uppercut, but they wrote upswing. And he, he just was kind of onto it. And I think a, quite a few – a couple people kind of understood it. They might – you know how feel versus real is really crazy. Of course. But people, you know, they're always saying swing down, stay inside, you know, go to right. But really a lot of people think they're swinging down when really they're actually swinging underneath the ball and, and driving through. And that's kind of what inside of it was. And it really is just like it, – it's all science and it's, and it's physics and it's – it's you leveraging the bigger muscles of your body and training yourself how to use your legs and, and to how to use your backside to stay as long through the zone as possible. So it's like I didn't realize that like swinging down actually rotates you out of the zone and, and kind of like – Right, kind of takes like, you like, into the third base dugout. Kind of like when you open a door, it doesn't just go straight. It like swings open. Correct. Whereas if you could like, you know, just shove that door forward as, as long as you could, you would have more – you know, it would, it would cover more ground. Something to, to that extent is what, what we're working on. See, Hunter, I, I'm a little confused here. Now, I'm I'm way older than you guys, man. I go old school. No, so I, so, I mean, I, 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 you know, I, I first baseball game I ever saw Sandy Koufax pitch. How's that? When I was eight years old, he so still looks really, the same. That's, but, that's wise. You're just wise. You wise over here. All right, so the, the, the Dodgers hire this uh, Van Skoyak. All right, this 32 year old guy that was given a lot of credit when JD Martinez got released by the Astros. You know, he got signed by the Tigers, and all of a sudden he became this force. He's also a guy that gets credit for Chris Taylor. All right, Chris Taylor last year was a big story for the Dodgers. But this past season, here's what I see. I see 17 home runs and a league-leading 178 strikeouts. Now, if I got a guy striking out 178 times, man, he better be hitting about 35 to 40 jacks to justify those 178 strikeouts. So I, I, I know, I mean, there's, there's been a lot of theories on hitting since they began the game. 
So what is it now where people are suddenly sold on this idea that everyone has to swing out of their shoes on every single pitch? Well, let me be clear. Like, like I said, I, this, this is Doug Lotto who actually works with Justin Turner. So you would want right. to look at Justin Turner's numbers and sure. kind of like what he's done and what changed his swing. Doug doesn't sit here and say, just hit the ball in the air. And we're not even trying to create launching. We're trying to create a long time through the zone with an angle that can create damage. And so that you, you're just behind the ball. And, and really, uh, I don't know what Wallenbrock, um, I know that, that he's from a similar school. And there's, like, there's quite a few different people that are all teaching a little bit different variations of, of the way of swinging underneath it. Um, and, and, and I think every, every player is going to be different, and, and who knows if it even works for me. Uh, I've just seen what, what I saw Mac Williamson do, and I've seen what, the way Justin Turner swings, and, and even a couple other players that I can't mention that don't necessarily want to say that. And I've seen them turn into much better hitters, much more powerful, and, uh, you know, and, and power the other way, and actually line drives. So to me, that, that it looked good. What I saw was amazing, and I wanted to learn about it, whether, whether or not I'm going to be able to implement it. And I think even Doug teaches it different for everybody. So it's gonna, to me, it's about winning ball games. It's not about putting the ball in the seats. It's about can I make myself a ball player that helps, that helps bring a winning edge to the field. I want to come and contribute. I want to come and win. At this point in my career, that's, that's the reason I'm playing is I love to play, and if I can help a team win, I, want, I still want to do it because it's in my heart. I love it, and, and it's a lot of fun, and I feel healthy, and I feel good. Well, and, no. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, no, not to interrupt you, Hunter. Go, go ahead, buddy. What do you got? Oh, no. That, all, all I was going to say is really just about you know, the reason I'm here in San Francisco and, and, and my partnership with Don Roque High Protein. A lot of it's about being healthy, and a lot of it's about you know, not only just putting in that, that work with the hitting guy, but also doing some work with, with, with physical training with Marlon Bird and the David Weck method. There's all sorts of really, really amazing stuff out there um, as far as uh, the pulse, the double-down pulse. I don't know if you've heard of this, Nick Swisher, but you should look up the David Weck method. Uh, it's, it's pretty important, pretty amazing stuff. And you should also look up the Gone Rogue High Protein Chip. Of they course. Have. All right. I wanna, yeah. by the I'll way, take uh, that protein, uh, bro. Hold on a second. I know, Hunter, I, I'm, look, I, I'm looking at this product, right, this Gone Rogue thing. So it yeah. says here it's got the crunchiness of a potato chip with the protein-rich benefits of jerky. Now, on the, on the surface, that sounds like really, really good. Oh, I, hey, you got to love the crunch of the potato The crunch yeah. is the key. It's a texture thing. So is it like crunchy jerky? I mean, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get this straight. How is this? So it, it's got the crunch of a potato chip, but it's not necessarily, it, it, it's not necessarily like as soft and like going like to melt like a potato chip. But it's it's definitely got a good crunch, and it's got like the great. You know this, Nick. When you're playing and you're and you're training, you're traveling from one place to another. You need something. You need that's something convenient, quick. That's convenient. That's healthy, which is the biggest, like the, a really big thing for me and for people that are doing the active lifestyle. And that tastes good. And they have several. They have four different flavors. My favorite being the chicken bacon. Uh, they have oh. chicken teriyaki, Woo! but but you get 17 grams of protein with less less than two grams of carbs. It's pretty phenomenal. Uh, it's definitely something completely innovative and new, and I, I think you should got you guys should check it out. You can get it at supermarkets nationwide, convenience stores nationwide, and at Amazon. Oh, Amazon, I'm in. Okay, yeah. What isn't it available out. on Amazon? That's why the man's worth a hundred million dollars, a hundred billion dollars, whatever it might be these days. Hey, uh, Hunter, I'll tell you what. Gone Rogue is a great product. Baseball is a better product when you're in it, Hunter. So yes, we sir. wish you the best of luck down in the Dominican. Get you back into the major leagues, man. Extend this career for as long as you can. 
Get yourself well, we'll back in there, it. Hunter. We need you, hey, baby. Hey, we need us veteran guys. So Hold on there, baby. I appreciate it, Nick, man. It's great talking to you guys. You guys are, are amazing, and I, I really enjoy being on the show. Hopefully, hopefully you can I can implement that underswing, and uh, you'll have something good to talk about. <laughs> All right. Hey, I can't wait, bro. All right, Hunter, Let's all the it. best to you, man. We'll keep uh, keep us updated. All right, that's Hunter Pence joining us right there. He's bro, a great, great personality. Is he? great he, is he? He's the best. I, I love. I just love his style. You know, yeah. he's he's one of those guys when he's at the play, and he swings hard. I mean, he's always been a, a hard swinger. Uh, you know, the numbers were down. I, I want to ask you, Nick, uh, just quickly here, as a player, I mean, you had an amazingly consistent career. You had nine straight years of 20-plus home runs, and then all of a sudden you start tailing off, and now you're I, at that point where, you know, everyone's looking at you like, okay, you know, Nick, it's it's winding down. You're like, uh, it's not winding down, man. I'm, I'm still got hey, it here. That's so funny you say that. What, I, what point did you finally – Given to the idea that your major league baseball career well, was I, I over. think I think your career kind of goes in a, in a half circle. Sure, right? you yeah. Start off at the top, and you reach the pinnacle, and yeah. then obviously there's got to be a, a big fall arc. at the yeah. end. For me, I feel like it was you know when I had my surgeries, right? When right. Both my knees went. It was like <laughs> I had no more thump. I couldn't turn the way I used to, and that's the biggest thing. And that's what I wanted to ask Hunter as well, because I know for myself as an athlete, and, and this is why Tom Brady is like an anomaly to me. Yes, exactly. The, the, the fact that. When you start off as a young pup, right, in your early 20s, you're invincible. You're Superman. You sure. can do anything you want, right? Now, all of a sudden, you get into your 30s, right? Things change a little bit. You get up a little slower, right? Your body's creaking a little bit more, right? And then all of a sudden, like, you get into your late 30s. And as an athlete, to be holding on in your late 30s and, and producing at a high level because you can't do the same things you used to do. You can't throw that out pattern the way you used to, right? And, you know, Tom's got to let it go earlier than he used to. And, and the thing about it is, but mentally, you know the game better than you ever have. So that's where that's where so experience, you, So right? mentally, you have the experience, you've got everything, but suddenly the body's failing. That's You're what like, I'm saying. Wait a second. But, why couldn't I have known all this when I was 25 years old? All right. Uh, we're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. We've got a busy day in college football. The latest on Oklahoma, Texas, coming up next. Steve Harbin, Nick Swisher with Woo! you. Bro, how about this music choice we got going on? Well, this Nick. Here, Nick. You see Nick and Nick. Oh, same Nick. Nick, Nick. Yeah, that's Nick okay. right there. Yeah. I'm down for that. By really the way, goes Nick with the, uh, the, 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 the winter wonderland outside in Los Angeles, California, right? Yeah, <laughs> totally. Exactly. We had a little rain, and everyone went bonkers around him. Hey, what does it mean when Geico says this 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com. 15 minutes ago. All right, so big game going on right now. Texas and Oklahoma. Oklahoma got back in this game. 14-13. We got 23 seconds left uh, in the first half, and Oklahoma has a first and goal at the six-yard line. So after uh, Texas pretty much dominating this first half, let's see if Murray can make a play, and he did oh! a touchdown. Look at that pass. Woo! Look at that pass. You know, I was, I was talking about um, a guy like Kyler Murray who is generous. 5'10", and about 175 Generous. Pounds. Generous. 5'10", 175 pounds. Look, I Doug Flutie changed my mind about everything. Doug Flutie still to this day insists that he is a shade under 5'9". If he's a shade under 5'9", I'm 6'2". Okay? <laughs> there is no way. How Doug Flutie did it, how Drew Brees has done it, how Russell Wilson has done it, uh, when you think of the giants that are on these fields and guys that are under six feet – can find the passing lanes and see everything in the yeah. field is remarkable. You know, when I when I think about Kyler Murray, I think about Charlie Ward and what could have oh, been. Oh, yeah. How you know, Charlie amazing Ward, Charlie was. Unbelievable at Florida State. Won the Heisman Trophy. Great baseball player, too. And But then he joined the NBA. You know, and he had a nice 10-year career uh, playing in the NBA. 
But this Murray situation uh, is so intriguing to me because, and in fact, I wanted to ask you this. We were talking earlier about Murray's decision to, you know, request to the Oakland A's that I, I can get this one year in of college football. They relented, and obviously it's been a fabulous year. But you also have, like, Tua. See, Tunga Vailoa is not eligible for the NFL draft. Correct. So he has another year at Alabama. Right. Now, we've been seeing this in recent years where guys come back for that necessary extra year after a big sophomore year or whatever and almost mail it in. Right. Like, I don't – I mean, Bryce Love this year, he's been a little banged yeah, up at course. Stanford. And you know how nasty he was last year. And then you have the uh, big defensive tackle at Houston who just yep. basically Oliver. shut it down at Oliver. Um Jadavian Clowney did the same thing at the big right. sophomore year, you know, <laughs> you know, South Carolina, Carolina and then he shut it down the yep. next year. What would what would your advice be to Tongue of Iloa next oh, year man. at Alabama? Well, man? I mean, you look at what Nick Boza did this year for Ohio State. Another right? guy that shut it down. It, yeah, who, in my in, And he in probably is going to be the number one pick that's in the draft. That's what I'm saying, if right? The, if the Raiders get the number one pick, they're going to take it. And that's him. not good for college sports. It's right? not. It's not at all. Because, by the way, in the lower bowl games, mm-hmm. the talent in the lower bowl games, the guys are going to say, I'm not taking my chance. No. Right? This is this is my this is my money opportunity. McCaffrey right? uh, did not play in the bowl game. Of course. And look at him. Year. Right? Yeah. But see, that, that's the thing. Like, something could happen. All right, so the question is, what do we do then, Nick? I mean, look, I'm a college sports fan. Me too. I'm really a Me big too. college sports fan. I love the pageantry. I love the history. I love everything about it. And if I if I get less than full effort, it, it bothers me. Right, right. But there has to be a solution because I'm a big believer in – I've never understood – first of all, the drafts are illegal. I, I, I still don't understand how sports get away with this draft. Imagine if I came out of UCLA, like I'm sports editor of the Daily Bruin, and they have a draft, you know? And they yeah. said, uh, all right, hey, uh, congratulations, you got drafted by Des Moines, and you get to uh, work for their newspaper. And, the, and, and they're I'm paying like, you how much? And I'm like, well, what, well I want to go to – what are you talking about? I want to work in – no, 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 you're, you're – I don't get it. Well, who were you drafted by? Oakland A's. All right, so the Oakland A's drafted you. Yeah. And what was your thought when you were drafted by the Oh, Oakland my A's? gosh, I can't believe I got drafted. Okay, you, you were excited to get drafted. Yeah. How familiar were you with Oakland? Not at all. <laughs> I was in West Virginia. Were you looking at the uh, map? Yeah, like, I was where checking exactly? it out. Like, where is am I going to near stay? San Francisco or Correct. Is this? Yeah. Right? Yeah, okay. I mean, so that's the thing, right? As an athlete, you're not thinking about that, right? Yeah. You're not thinking about the things that, like, Eli Manning was thinking about, right? Sure. He's like, I'm not going there. No way. Right, so I think as an athlete, you're just early in your age. You're so excited. Yeah, but it, it affects what I mean. Look, Tungavailoa is going to take an insurance policy. I get all that. He'll cover that if some catastrophic injury happens right? next year. But so much of sports, Nick, is your success at the professional level. There's two things. One, if you're going to be a successful professional athlete, you have to understand it's a job. Yes, You've sir. got to put the work in. But early in your career, you don't know it's a business, right? Okay. Until later. But you also find out that sometimes you can be in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah, of course. But by the way, at least you're getting your opportunity, right? You right. see a lot of star quarterbacks in college. But you can have players play that have teams. talent. They get buried somewhere because of they're course. looking for something different. Right. Well, I mean, hey, let's. I mean, it, it would be great if the New York Giants picks up Tua. Right. Right? You know, the next couple years, right? If they, So I, I feel like just in general, man, like to have the opportunity to go play at the next level is what you think about first. Well, if you were Tonga Vailoa, would you just sit out the year? 
That's not my style. Yeah. And, and I don't think it's his style either. I, 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 I don't and I think damn do sure that, don't think it's Nick Saban's style. Well, it may not be Nick Saban's, but it's not Nick Saban's life. It's Tony Bailoa's life. I agree. And, and obviously, you're going to have to look at his representation and who they say and, and what they think you should do. All right. We're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It is a monster day in college football. We got it all covered coming up next. Rolling along on a huge college football Saturday. It is Hartman and Swisher with you. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. It's also a day today, Nick, when former President George H.W. Bush passed away at the age of 94. His wife had passed away earlier this year. They were only married for 73 years. How long have you been married? Uh, almost nine. Nine. So you got 64 more years <laughs> yeah, to go. I'm going for it, bro. <laughs> I'm going to live to be 120 now. I mean, it's unbelievable, but uh, 73 years they were married. And after she passed away, you knew it was it was coming for the former president. You know, George H.W. Bush is a very inter- – he was a World War II hero. He was also a member of the Yale baseball team, and he played in the very first two college World Series. He it's was amazing. quite an athlete. That's He's amazing. also in the Golf wow. Hall of Fame and everything else. But, yeah, he played in the very first two College World Series. You are an encyclopedia <laughs> of knowledge. Uh, Nick, you have I no know. idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? Yeah. That's amazing. I just, uh, yeah, there's more, way more than I should know. But, anyway, uh, our thoughts with the Bush family, obviously. Bro, we play a Trivial Pursuit. You're my guy, bro. Yeah, well <laughs> – I'll put it this way. We I had I we used to do trivia, and this is you know way back in the day. We used to do a lot of these trivia games. I'll never forget. I, I did this uh, contest one time where I was matched up against ten guys that I knew really knew it. Okay. And this is this over twenty years ago. This is before all this stuff really became vogue. And so I'm always thinking there's gotta be somebody out there that knows more than me, right? I, no. And so the the rule was they had twenty questions. They would ask you the question, then you had to write the answer on a piece of paper and then turn in the piece of paper. So they asked 20 questions, and I knew some of these guys. I, these guys were good. Right? I, this was going to be a test. So I got 16 out of 20, and the second-place guy got nine. And I'm like, okay, that didn't work. <laughs> so then another time they said, oh, let's try a different thing. So there was like a like a Jeopardy thing, like a buzzer oh, thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm so, a game show guy, So bro. Uh, it fan. was me and my partner who was just there for show. And then there's these three other guys. Okay, so it's me basically against the three. And they ask a question. In fact, my buddy Chris Myers uh, emceed this event, right? Oh, bro, how about that voice, right? Myers. Come on. Chris and I did a show here in Fox for a year. So anyway, um, the first two questions, this guy beats me the buzzer. And I'm like, we're, I'm down 2-0, and I'm like, wait a second. I'm going to have to step it up. This is, it's not, you're not used to that. Yeah, and then I answer the next 17. Yeah, that's and that right. Was, Give me some. That's right. That was the end of that. Okay. So you got to anyway. let him know. You still got the quickness. You know, and once I figured it out, well, they didn't know all the answers, everything. You got to know the answers. We pulled that buzzer a little closer. All right. So, anyway, big day in college football today. Uh, Oklahoma, which is trailing most of this game, is now leading at halftime against Texas 2014. And, Kyler Murray, after a slow start, Nick, is uh, back on his game. How about these halftime stats? 12 of 17, 203 yards passing, two touchdowns. Again, putting up those Heisman numbers in any other year, right. they would be handing this award. But when you got Tunga Vailoa, if he finishes the job today against Georgia, uh, I'm going to have to admit. Well, I was going to say, you've got to vote. I do have a vote. You By know, the way, your guy, Dwayne Haskins. Has now, been amazing. Well, he was amazing against Michigan. Right. Well, I mean, remember, that was one of the best Come on, man. He defense. broke the Big Ten record. Right, well, well he passing has, yards and passing touchdowns, right? Well, That's he's doing far. something. I mean, when you go back to Braxton Miller or Cardell Jones or J.T. Barrett, these 
these are all great college quarterbacks. They're great. not Dwayne Haskins. I agree. Now, where would, what do you think about Haskins' next level now? Well, I tell you what, the one thing I do like about him, he's a pocket passer. Right. Right. And and I understand that the Lamar Jacksons of the world and the whole night and the game is changing. But in my mind, as a non-football guy, right, the NFL level, that's a bunch of human escalades running around, right? You get hit, one hit, man, you're done. The guys that stick around the longest, right? Tom Brady's, right? Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers, yes. right? These guys stay in the pocket. They do what they do, yes. right? Hey, we don't need to be going out there running around in uncharted waters, right? Because as 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 awesome as the story has been for Lamar Jackson, right, and the Baltimore Ravens, right, one hit, oh yeah, one time, man. I mean, you remember RG three? RG three. It was cool for a minute. Although I'll never forget the Randall Cunningham story. So when Cunningham was with the Eagles, and again, unbelievable athlete, he was scrambling around, and they said, "Look, Randall, for your own good." We want you standing in the pocket. Very first game of the year, standing in the pocket, got hit on the knee out for the year. Ah, that, but there again, when we talk about, you know, Brady, the Phillip Rivers, the these are not great athletes. But there's a way to manipulate the pocket. Of course. So to buy that extra second, usually it only takes a step forward. Of course. You know, you have to have a feel for the pocket. You have a have to feel for the pass of rush course. around you. And, and, you only, ha- and what do you have to do to be a great quarterback in the NFL? Read. Defense. Well, you have to keep your eyes down the field. There, there, there I, are only I, a few Michael Vicks in the world. Exactly. So, I mean, no, it's look at it. It's about decision making, the ability to make those quick decisions. Oh, by the way, as we're sitting here right now, I got to ask you about this, Nick. Do you watch this Dr. Pepper competition? Every time. Okay. So it was back in 2010. They had started this in 2008, but back in 2010, they had a guy versus a girl, and. He's throwing the ball and she's pushing the ball. She's chest passing. And I'm right like, in there, whoa, bro. whoa, 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 whoa! No, no, no! You can't do that. Wait a minute. And Wait a minute. She won it, and now they all do it. Well, that's what I'm saying. What is the goal of the competition? To get more balls in the hole well, wait, than wait. you, right? Dr. Pepper could have put their foot down and said, I'm okay, just saying. this is football. This is not <laughs> basketball. The idea is you throwing the ball into – so I'm, we're watching this competition. Wow. They, have this, they have this at all of the conference championship games. We have two girls in the final now, yep. and they're going to be pushing Davinia versus Jennifer. All right, and we're, they're about to start here, and there's the push. Yes, it's beautiful, right? That, because let's be honest. It's not football. If you took somebody like a well, – I'm thinking like with a slow football delivery, like right. a Tim Tebow, right? Yeah. Right, and then you got Aaron Rodgers, and you're like, hey, both of you guys have to throw the footballs in there. Right. Right? Obviously, Aaron Rodgers has a quicker delivery. He's got the advantage, right? Relax. If I need to put myself in a winning position – I don't care how I get it in there, bro. Yeah, I'm going to chest pass it. I'm going to kick it. I might headbutt it in there. It's not football. all I'm doing <laughs> is I'm trying to win the I understand. But they could have, after this girl did what she did that year. Look at her. Look at her. She won like she, me? She won. Yeah, well, guess what? She won like $100,000. Oh, baby. Uh, he should be telling ball. her. He should be telling her she's disqualified for how she pushed the ball. Wow, that's what I said. Dr. Pepper, you know they get upset because every time they show these competitions, social media goes nuts saying this is not football. You got to throw the ball and try to throw the ball through. And you got these girls pushing it through. And she's had a hundred stacks. A hundred stacks, bro. Yeah. For pushing the ball. Come on. It's not football. Well, by the way, there's a lot of people watching, man. You I know? know that. I know. But and guess what? Right now, I, I guarantee you, go to social media. They're going nuts. Shame on you, Dr. Pepper, for allowing <laughs> this to be perpetuated. Absolutely shame on you. All right. I wanted to get to uh, Urban Meyer right now. So, uh, Nick, of course, Ohio State guy. And 
That Nick's voice? Yeah. Are you in the midst of that? <laughs> yeah, might have been. All right, been. so uh, you, you, may, you probably have a little insight, Nick, because I know you're very uh, uh, associated with your school as well as you should be. Proud to be a Buckeye. Yes, sir. Uh, our Dan Byers, another big Ohio State fan here at, at Fox. Um, what are your thoughts? I mean, already the athletic director is saying uh, there's no truth of the fact that Urban Meyer is already planning his – Exit. Obviously, the Cleveland Browns job is going to be open. Of course, somebody's going to get that Cleveland Browns. And you know, job. you know where they're going. They're going. They're going an hour and a half right. south, mm-hmm. and they're going to go right to Urban Meyer's front door. All right. What were your thoughts about what transpired during the off season? Yeah, I, I thought there was it, it, the way it all came out was it, it was confusing at times. It, it, it didn't make a lot of sense, but obviously, you have to take that stuff. I mean, super serious, Absolutely. especially nowadays. Um, I think with the it, in my mind, uh, almost like the, 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 the slash or the gash that this left Ohio State all season long to suspend Urban Meyer for the first three games. I mean, you saw him during the meetings, right? Uh, what I didn't understand. He didn't understand how to handle I anything, I did not though. understand is right. you're trying to tell me nobody from the Ohio State University prepped Urban saying, hey, by the way, I know the, uh, we know you just fired this guy. Right. Right. They're probably going to ask you about that. So then when that does happen, you have a better answer than what he gave. He never even mentioned the woman's name. That's what I'm saying, right? So <laughs> I'm watching this just like I'm sure a lot of other people were, and I'm thinking to myself, like, this is not good. Yeah. Right? Because any sort of thing, right? I mean, anything that happens in your organization now, they're going to go directly to the top, right? And I think with everything that it had happened with that and everything that we have moved by, right? And now all of a sudden we had a huge win against Michigan, which is awesome, uh, Gene Smith, the athletic director, great family friends, right? Uh, him and his wife, Sheila, are amazing. Uh, my wife, Joe, and I, obviously, every chance we get to go to Columbus, we look them up. Right. Sure, right? Um, so I, I think it's, it's a little more harmonious now, right? I, I feel like uh, the honeymoon is a little bit back. I feel like there was a little tension. Yeah, earlier. but is Urban Meyer still there, Nick? That's what I'm really asking. Look, we saw that Maryland game. Yeah. It was all incredible. I mean, he is hunched over. Correct. Half that game. Yeah. Well, I, I think you got to look at even And, and we even had the health problems games. at Florida, and he's yeah. openly talked about all his own health problems. Yeah. Well, I think at the end of the day, right? I mean, Urban has a family. Yeah. Right? But he loves the game of football. He has he's a passion for it. He's in his mid-50s. I mean, he's in his prime of Did coaching right now. Did you see how he coached the Michigan game compared to how he coached, say, the Purdue game? Okay, but right? yeah. I understand it's a rivalry, and that's what it means. You, you, don't, have to all co- the you don't have to coach up your players when you're taking on Michigan, well, right? I'm just saying. Well, obviously, you have but to when coach you're up your boys playing, playing Purdue. Purdue team. Well, I, look, and I've talked to a lot of coaches over the years, college coaches, and they say this. Look, every week, especially if you're at a big school like Ohio State, Alabama, yeah. SC, one of these schools, every week you walk in there, and the first thing you say is, I don't care who we're playing. You know, you can't take them lightly. This game's going to be one on the field, right? right? In the trenches. And you got these 20-year-old kids, and they're like, that Purdue sucks, man. We're We're going to beat them by 50. We're going to roll these guys. Um, They stink. And then you get beat up like that. (laughs) Totally. Now, the question is, how does a coach use that? You know, you come back and said, I told you so. Right. Now, let's get back to the drawing board and start getting serious. Well, I think if you look at Michigan season, obviously, they use redemption. As, as, they did. as a motivator. And they got Penn State. They got Wisconsin. They got Michigan State. And, Didn't know. work against Ohio State, well, man. They got I don't think, steamrolled. I don't think anything works for Michigan against Ohio State. If and you that, were and Jim that's Harbaugh, not, would you leave Michigan for no, the Cleveland no, Browns job? Here's my thing, right? As much of an Ohio State fan yeah. as I am and, and the Scarlet. Well, you want Harbaugh right. to stay. He can't beat Ohio yeah, State. Yeah, but I want Harbaugh <laughs> to stay because I think he's good for the game. 
I think he's good for the Big Ten. Would he be good for the Cleveland Browns? I don't know. He's been good everywhere he's gone. But he hasn't been as good He went to Stanford, right? He was good. Do you not think no, taking a program in four years to the top five in the country is not good? He was 1-11 his first year. No, no, no. He was a I, I don't care what he what did he first do with year. the 49ers? No, no. My point was he, he went from ground zero all the way to the pinnacle. He did the same thing with the 49ers. But his record in Michigan is Brady Hoke. Well... He hadn't done anything more than Brady Hogue. You don't beat Ohio State at Michigan. You're looking for new work. Right. And I think the quickest way to lose your job is to get blown out in your rivalry games. Right? I think that's the quickest you way. You have got – when Jim Tressel came to Ohio State, the because John Cooper couldn't beat Michigan, right. the first thing Tressel said is, we will not lose to Michigan. That's right. But he lost one game to Michigan. Well, by the way, we take that stuff serious. Of course you do. Right? All, all rivalries do. All right. We're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Nick Swisher. In the house. Nick Swisher. Let's go, Nick Steve, Swisher let's go. is rolling along. We're kicking off that second half, Texas and Oklahoma. We roll on. Coming up next. Brought to you by Progressive Insurance. This year, Progressive celebrates six years and over 600 cars given to veterans. Giving thanks by providing independence for those who protect it. Learn more at keystoprogress.com. Steve Harbin, Nick Swisher here on this Saturday. Oklahoma taking control of this Big 12 championship game uh, extending the lead now to 27 to 14, so that's 21 unanswered for the Sooners. Right. And uh, once again, Kyler Murray, 15 to 20, 233 yards, two touchdowns. He is looking really, really good. Now this is not so bad for Mr. Ohio State sitting next to me, Nick Swisher, because he's <laughs> like, no, no, no. So if you have a choice of Ohio State getting into the four-team Invitational right. and then getting blown out by Alabama, <laughs> as opposed. <laughs> To settling for a Rose Bowl showdown right. against Washington, which, by the way, you could go to. Yes, sir. And handling the Huskies. Right. That's a better way to yeah. finish the year, yeah, right? Yeah, this year has been a very drama-filled year yes. uh, for Buckeye Nation. Sure. Right? Uh, and, and I think that if you had that opportunity, right, to go to the la- to, to the invitation of the last four teams, right. right, and you somehow wind yourself up in either a game against Clemson or against Alabama. Which is what would happen. I just don't think that matches up extremely well for us, right? Right. And the last thing that I would want as a as a fan and also as a uh, you know, yeah. the university moving forward is for us to get absolutely steamrolled <laughs> right. by one of these teams, which has happened before when we were on the break. I remember of that. getting invited yes. to the to the dance, right? And that's just not where I think things need to go, right? I feel like if we ended up being five and we play Washington in the Rose Bowl, we do what we should do against them, right? Even though they have a tremendous defense, right? And they love to try and run the football. So I feel like for us, if we can do what we need to do against them, right, that leaves that great taste in our mouth. We leave with a win, the Rose Bowl, which is obviously one of the greatest bowls in college football. And maybe that blowout loss to Alabama or Clemson wouldn't happen. All right, so right? do I have a vision of you and your bride uh, sort of sitting there at the Rose Bowl? It's such a beautiful venue. Oh, sitting. I mean, sit, sit, we'll, be, we'll be with Gene. We'll be with the AD. Yeah. Right, wherever he's sitting. Really? That's so where I'm you going. and Gene Smith are going to be sitting there? Yep. Well, that, that's one that's of those right. nice G- little G- sweet G- boxes Gene, you heard it, baby. Rose, Rose Bowl, Bowl, baby. We'll be oh, there. Wow, wow. I've All never right. been there before. You've never been to, never the, been to the Rose Bowl. What is wrong with I know, you, I know, I know, bro. You know what, man? Well, I tell you what, once you go, look, there are so many beautiful college football stadiums out there. The Rose Bowl trumps it all. And if the you, reason I say that, look, the big house, the shoe, all the great course. venues that we have for college football, and that, you know, that's my bucket list because I'm, I'm such a college football fanatic. Yeah. When people say, where, where do you want to go? You know, what do you want to see? And you go, 
I want to be. I, I mean, I've been to the big house for a game. I've never been to the shoe. Oh, bro, you've never, never been, been to, the, to the, shoe. the shoe. Never been to the shoe. I've never oh, stepped foot man. on the Ohio State campus. See, bro, you can take me to Pasadena. Really? I'll take you to Seabus. Wow. Baby. Okay. All right. So you see, those are things that interest me. There you go. <laughs> but you, once you've seen a game at the Rose Bowl, especially the Rose Bowl, and it doesn't even matter who's playing, but your Buckeyes there, the Huskies, and it's all laid out beautifully. Oh. The background, yeah, the the whole background. It just, it it is, and of course, this is the worst thing. There's reason why there's four billion people living in California, right here in Southern California. It's the Rose Bowl. (laughs) Everyone's all freezing, and let's go out to the Rose Bowl. Weather out here, you know. It's like, and then you see the Rose Bowl. It's New Year's Day. Look at it's blue skies, and everyone's in shirt (laughs) sleeves. You're like, why are we living in the cold? (laughs) We got to get out of here. (laughs) <laughs> All right. Hey, I wanted to get into, uh, you know, we, we were talking about the Cleveland Browns situation and who their next coach is going to be. I remember, and I, I mentioned this before on the show, Sean McVay, when he was hired by the Rams, and there, you have to remember, Rams were so bad that the first year in L.A., Jeff Fisher, who went to high school with me, were uh, classmates. Yeah. So, and I, I've, obviously I've known Jeff since we were, you know, 15 years old. I was rooting for him. I was excited that he was back in town. It was a disaster. And we're looking at, you know, Jared Goff like, this is the worst pick ever. This guy can't play. Especially after hard knocks. Going seven so, I'm not going to settle for that. Yeah, exactly. Thanks, Jeff. So, anyway, <laughs> um, so anyway, I had an opportunity right after the Rams hired Sean McVay. So, this is long before the season has begun to do a little one-on-one with him, you know, and just sort of sit down and know this guy. First thing that hit me was he was born when I was working for the Raiders. So I am like, He's okay. 32, correct? He was 30 at this time. He's like 31, 32, right? So I'm sitting down with this guy, and I said, um, you would not have taken this job unless you thought there was actually something there with Jared Goff. Of course. I mean, they used they traded two ones, two twos, two threes to move up to get this guy at number one. What do you see? I mean, and the thing he said right out of the box was, he goes, I see a guy that a lot of damage was done last year. We we got to reboot this guy. I mean, this guy was just shell-shocked after what happened his rookie year. And I'm looking at this McVay guy, and the first thing is hitting me is like, one, he's insanely smart. Two, he has a clear vision of what he wants to do. Now, did I think they were going to go from the worst offense to the best in a single year, which, by the way, had never happened before, and now will we see the Rams? No. But the Sean McVay success of the Rams has now changed the whole dynamic of coaches, head of coaches in the National Football League. So we talk about Lincoln Riley and, huh? you know, what he's doing at Oklahoma right now. Obviously, he has ties to Baker Mayfield. Of so course. instead of an Urban Meyer or a Jim Harbaugh or a multitude of other candidates, do you think the Browns would be better served if they went after a Lincoln Riley who has no NFL experience? But, again, the NFL is now a little bit more – open to the idea of adopting what's working in the college game and bringing it to well, the because NFL. because sports in general are getting younger. Yes. Right? Very much younger, right? Mm. The old, crusty coach yeah. is gone, gone, right? The new, you know, you know, savant, right, who has a great idea of what he's trying to do. And I think the cool thing that I like uh, about Sean McVay is, and we have season tickets at the Rams game, so it's nice to be able to go and see, especially the resurrection of football in Los Angeles has been so cool to be a part of. But the thing that I like more than his schemes, more than his knowledge of the game, is his energy level. Yes. You can follow energy people, right? In my mind, he is a leader, right? And it's easy to follow leaders. When he's strolling up and down on that sideline, he knows what he's doing. He is prepared, right? Defense may not be his thing, but Wade Phillips can do that. 
right? On the offensive side of things, right? Is the game changing in the NFL to almost where the NBA is, right? Where you, I have to score more points than you, right? So all I'm trying to do is just put the ball in the end zone. Well, that's all sports now. It's all totally. about scoring now. Because it's all about the show. It's all yeah. about the flash. It's sure. all about the uh, 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 just the overall just experience. And obviously, that Monday night game, we were there. Yeah. To see how many points were put on the board was unbelievable. But also, too, to see what Jared Goff is doing was unbelievable, bro. Because I remember watching him in hard knocks. And I was like, bro, this guy is dumb. Like, well, it was, I just it don't wasn't know. even that. He couldn't even throw an out. I don't even I know if like, he was I, ready. What? I mean, he, they, it was a gimmick offense at Cal that he ran. Yeah. And, again, by the way, speaking of gimmick offenses, Texas Tech. You know, Texas Tech, going back to the Mike Leach days and then on to Cliff Kingsbury, you know, they run the spread offense. They put up a lot of points. Unfortunately, Kingsbury never got a defense role and he got fired. But here's the thing. Normally, a guy who has a 35-40 and 40 record as a college coach, you know, he, he's begging people for a job. His phone is ringing off the hook right now. Right. NFL teams want to get with Cliff Kingsbury. USC, there's been buzz about, you know, T. Martin was yeah. fired as their offensive coordinator. Bring this guy in. Yeah. So it is about these young, dynamic guys. And, and just – and I like it. I mean, you want to be progressive – you realize, though, even with every single progressive move you make, eventually they'll figure it out. Of course, that's what happens. But aren't you aren't you looking to gain that run, looking right. for something that you haven't done before, playing this game that you've played? But you want for to be so many first years. to the party, not last to the party. In other words, at how about some just point, being in the party? Well, okay, that's the name of the game, right? So, like when I talk about all these things, right, and even like when you go football, basketball, baseball, hockey, it doesn't matter. It's all about winning championships. And I was lucky to be part of the New York Yankees organization where if you didn't win the World Series, it was a bad year. So when I talk about these things, I love that. I by think the way. about winning championships. Yeah. I don't think about going eight and eight. Right. Right. That's not what I'm looking to do. What I'm looking to do is to hold that thing over my head at the end of the season, knowing that we are the best in the world at whatever we're doing. They don't put up those AL East division champion banners at Yankee Never, Stadium. Come on. We, we're doing 27 <laughs> of those things. Exactly. That's Winning. the way it should be. I, I always bother. When I go into arenas and I see, you know, like a wild card, I'm like, get that. You look at it. Either you win a championship or not. There's no points for second place. All right. Uh, we're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Alex Marvez is going to join us on the other side. We're going to get to a big weekend in the NFL, but let's bring on David Gascon once again. Please, please do. How about that? By the way, I just imagine with Nick, you know, he's such a low-energy guy. <laughs> that oh, uh, We got two contrasting styles in Nick today. Yeah. Nick on the board and Nick in the studio. Yeah. Well, Nick is all decked out <laughs> in his Charger gear. Vomit. We're going to get into that game tomorrow LT, night. baby, looking good over there, yeah, homie. Yeah. That yeah. baby blue. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's the only name you could have on a Chargers jersey at the moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> baby blue bolts. Let's go. <sighs> yeah. No, uh, I'll bet you haven't been to a Charger game. No, sir, I have not. I haven't gone over that soccer field. <laughs> You're not alone. I haven't gone to that soccer field. That was yet. the most embarrassing crowd I ever saw. They had tickets on sale for $6, 20-yard line seats, and they had no takers. Who had a higher attendance number? Was it the Pac-12 title game or Chargers-Cardinals <laughs> last cold. weekend? How about this? That's How cold. about this? Tickets just went on sale for the Alliance of American Football down in San Diego for the San Diego fleet. Some guy texted me. He goes, I just spent $12 for yes. a fleet ticket, double the cost of a Charger ticket. So there you go. What are they going to charge for parking? It'll be free. Free parking. You think so? Uh, but it'll be next to nothing. I'm so, telling you. I already know you are into the AAF. You know about this league? This yes, is sir, I do. AAF. <laughs> it's San Diego Fleet. By the way, they have a very cool logo down there. Oh, 
God. Yeah. Mike Martz is coaching the team. The man, the you know, greatest show on turf with the Rams yeah, back great, in the day. Great well, gear. Great swag. Yeah, great, great gear. Swag. All right, Gascon. Gentlemen, Big 12 title game right now. Back and forth we go. Texas and Oklahoma. Handoff sermon over the right side. The minister into the end zone. Preach. Touchdown. How do you like that for an opening drive? Let's go. They scored just before the end of the first half, and they scored to start the third quarter. They have a narrow advantage right now, 27-21. Guys, we've seen a ton of punts so far in this ballgame. Oklahoma just got stopped. In fact, they had to punt it back, back to Texas. Trey Sermon on the day, 12 carries, 53 yards, and the one score. Kyler Murray, 15-21 for 233 and two tugs of his own. Sam Ellinger, 16-21, 246 through the air, one score. But he also has 10 carries, 35 yards, and a pair of TDs. One other game into the top 25 of college football. Iowa State back at it in front of Drake. They were trailing by four at one point. It's 27 to 24. David Montgomery has got two touchdowns in this ball game. College basketball coming out of the break. UNC Greensboro leads number 10 Kentucky 57 to 56. Number one Gonzaga trailing Creighton 26 to 19. That ball game is on Fox. Guys, a couple other notes too. In the National Football League, Kenneth Dixon has been activated for the Baltimore Ravens. Alex Collins is out. He's done for the season. The team placed him on injured reserve. And, of course, the, the news last night carrying over today with the Kansas City Chiefs saying goodbye to one Kareem Hunt. That is still an unbelievable story. I'm trying to still grasp how, you know, yeah. a, a young 23-year-old superstar running back is now out of the league at least uh, for now. Uh, David, great stuff as always. Thanks so much. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save 50% or more on car insurance at Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part figuring out which way is easier. Steve Harbin, Nick Swisher in today and Woo! joining us right now. See where he thinks his Gators are going to end up as far as a bowl game is concerned. Uh, Sirius XM NFL radio host, proud to be a Gator fan. He is Mr. Alex Marvez. So is it going to be the Peach Bowl? Is that a done deal? No, no, hold on a second here. We are cheering. This is this pains me to say this. Okay. This pains me to say what I'm about to say. I am actually cheering for Georgia today against Alabama. Oh, that, that, because that, that hurts. It, it does. That does. That That is painful. That is brutal wow. for me. But it is the only way for the Gators to really get access to one of these elite-level bowls. No offense to the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, but I'm talking Sugar. I'm talking Fiesta. Right. And if Georgia's in the college football playoff, along with Alabama, Notre Dame, and Clemson, provided yeah. Clemson takes care of business themselves, opens the door for my gator so go bulldogs all right go bulldogs there so much for that outdoor cocktail party all right let's let's get right to it alex i mean this kareem hunt story okay the the chiefs just cut ties with him we haven't really heard from the nfl right now what's going on in the league office what have we found out about how it is that only tmz had access to a video for an event that happened nine months ago what are you hearing about this story well, how did TMZ get the video? That's a big question, right? Right. I mean, it's interesting how that works out. And, you know, let me ask you this, Steve and, and Nick. I mean, if you, were to, if you were to have your league, you know, Major League Baseball, you know, the NFL, et cetera, uh, that was funneling cash to people for videos, okay? You know, how would that come across, right? Uh, you know, and, and that's something. Look, and, and by the way, too, I love all the media that are pointing fingers. Where were all these folks, by the way? And I'm not saying that Kareem Hunt, by any stretch of the imagination, did was right. 
But where were these folks when it came to keeping the story on their radar? How many of them were continuing to work, you know, the Kareem Hunt situation? How many of them just simply forgot about it amid everything else that was going on? So, you know, I know it's easy to beat up on the NFL with this. And look, obviously, there are issues with investigations. One would say that you need to have better people heading up your security department that have access to police force, you know, folks be able to make some contacts, be able to talk to some people. I mean, TMZ is playing by different rules, but obviously the Chiefs, they took Kareem Hunt at his word. You should never do that, unfortunately. And you know what, too? Maybe they just didn't want to know, right? I mean, if they didn't pursue this as much, the NFL said they tried to get in touch with the, uh, the witnesses or, you know, the people that were involved. They didn't want to talk. And by the way, I should point out, Steve, from what I've been told, there was a blonde woman who shows up on that video. Right. That woman is Kareem Hunt's girlfriend. Or was at the time. Well, and the, so, and the report was is that the woman that was attacked pushed or did something to his girlfriend, right? That was sort so, of an account yeah, so, from his side. Right. So, I mean, you, you've got this situation. And, look, it's not right to hit a woman, et cetera. But it, it's, you know, again, this is the type of society that we live in. Everything has to be 280 characters or less, right? Or just hot take type stuff immediately. And, oh, the NFL's the devil and all of these things. You know what I mean? Look, come on. The, the kid is going to pay a huge price. His life now, professionally, he has to rebuild it. I'm not to say it's impossible, but he's going to be losing so many different things. A huge mistake. And you could say, yeah, he deserves it for doing something really dumb. One thing I've been told as well about this is that, that Kareem already had started to make some positive changes in his life after this. The Chiefs had told him, look, basically, you've got to find some new friends, man. You know, you've you got you to gotta move on here. You've got to find a way to, to keep yourself away from folks that are going to drag you down and, and, you know, not be involved in the type of things that maybe you were in before. And, and from what I've been told, it appeared that was the case. But when he lied to the Chiefs about his involvement in this, they couldn't do anything for him. And again, it wasn't the act itself. When you think about it, it was the fact that he lied to him, much like it was in the case of, 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 of uh, Reuben Foster, where it wasn't so much the act itself so much as it was, well, we just can't trust you because you're too dumb because you got back together with this woman. Let me ask you this. Uh, I'm going to change gears for a second here because what I watched on Thursday night, I still can't figure out. So the Saints are rolling along. They had scored at least 30 points in 9 of 11 games, and suddenly they get shut down. I mean, 176 total yards by the Dallas Cowboys who suddenly are in the conversation. What happened on Thursday night? What did the Cowboys do that no one else has figured out all season long? I got a lot of things here for you on this one. Okay, first, the Tampa 2, when you have two, I mean, fast linebackers, you're talking about Leighton Vanderesh, Jalen Smith, guys who, you know, can actually stay with a wide receiver for a little bit, cover a tight end that, you know, are just so quick. That helps you quite a bit because you don't have to keep substituting to so many different packages, right? And, and you look at the way the Cowboys did it. Their, their defensive line was able to get pressure, so Drew Brees never went downfield. I mean, that was the thing. His longest pass of the entire game was 30 yards. That's it. Look, I'm going to show you Michael Thomas, his longest catch, 11 yards. Alvin Kamara, 8 yards. His longest run, 7 yards. So they dominated at the line of scrimmage. They were able to pressure Breeze. He was never comfortable. Oh, and on top of that, Byron Jones, the best corner in the NFL that nobody talks about. This guy was great against Michael Thomas. He held up. One-on-one was able to shut him down. And remember when the Saints were signed Des Bryant? 
And people are saying, well, why? Well, the problem is that their wide receiver group, beside Michael Thomas, is pretty lousy. I mean, they don't have guys who can win individual matchups, so the Cowboys were able to hang in there, you know, even though their secondary has some warts on it. But they were able to do that because of the pressure being provided by the defensive front. I mean, look, and, and if, it's funny because you look at it from an offensive point of view with the Cowboys, and, you know, you say Dak Prescott, he sacked seven times, and Zeke Elliott held to 3.3 yards a carry. You would think, wow, you know, I mean, those, that's, the Saints are going to win this game, right? Uh-uh-uh-uh. Prescott being 20 24 of 28, you know, Eli Apple just got torched. Amari Cooper, he was targeted eight times. He caught all eight passes, Stephen Nick. Zeke Elliott <laughs> targeted six times. He caught all six passes. I, I mean, so, you know, they were good enough. Look, I think if this game were played in New Orleans, it might be a different story because of the mistakes that Randy Gregory made, some of the turnovers that I think the Saints might have had a better time capitalizing on there. But it was held in Dallas, and even though there were a lot of Saints fans there, and I was there, so I know, <laughs> but I tell you, you know, they hung in there. And, and you know, the Cowboys, kudos to them for getting this victory. But, I just think it's a bad matchup for the New Orleans Saints playing against that Tampa 2. Well, and, and also Demarcus Lawrence, I mean, defensive end for the Dallas Ooh. Cowboys. You know what he came out and said, right? Talking all sorts of trash. For him to be able to come out and play the way that he did, there had to be more fire in that. I mean, that was a playoff game for them. I know Coach Garrett had those boys ready to go. Huge pregame speech the night before. Guys were still buzzing about it the next day. For them to have the, the success that they had, is this something that Dallas can continue to keep happening? And Nick, you've got to be new to this media business because you said something nice about Jason Garrett, and you know that that's not allowed. You know? He's always been great to me, man. No, he's wonderful. Listen, he's, he's been a friend of mine for a long time. I covered him, okay? So, I mean, I know about Jason Garrett. His brother was one of the first position coaches. Uh, John Garrett, now the coach at Lafayette. So I've known the Garrett family for 24 years or so. And, and look, good people. And Jason Garrett's a heck of a coach, okay? Look, and, and he's different a little bit behind the scenes than what he gives to media. I understand that, right? But, no, you're, you are so correct about the focus. And Jerry Jones is starting with him as well, talking about Super Bowl environment, that this is that type of game, and the players bought into it. You didn't hear any of that from the New Orleans Saints. It was relatively flat on their end. They just, I just think for the Saints, and, and maybe I don't want to say they were tired or worn down, but I think this, much like it was in 2009, when you remember that the Cowboys beat them when the Saints were 13-0, and DeMarcus Ware had the game of a lifetime, and yes. then the Saints would go on and, and win a Super Bowl. I think maybe the same thing here in this regard. I think for the Saints, you regroup. The problem for them now is the Rams have that inside track for home field advantage. If they're able to win out, New Orleans is a, a second seed at best, and potentially a third, depending upon how Chicago does. All right, I got to ask you about the Sunday night game. And in particular, well, both sides are interesting. Ben Roethlisberger has been on a rampage. Obviously, that unbelievable ending of that Denver game. Maybe the ugliest play I've seen in a long time. I mean, everything about that, you know, bad snap, the running back runs into Ben and he throws the ball. I mean, it was just, it was so butchered. It was ridiculous. But then he takes shots at his teammates. Antonio Brown says he's okay. But I want to get the Chargers angle on this. Chargers are 8-3. and three. Half of their wins, four, are against the Raiders, the Cardinals, and the 49ers. They have two wins against the Raiders, Cardinals, 49ers. Those three teams are tied with the worst record of the league at 2-9. and nine. They've beaten the 4-7 and seven Bills, 4-6-1 and one Browns, 5-6 and six Titans. The only win they have against a winning team is Seattle, and they're 6-5. All right. They have basically played before nobody. In other words, they're <laughs> so far off the radar, not just in L.A., but pretty much anywhere else, to have the Sunday night football spotlight. At Heinz Field, in Pittsburgh, how do you think this Chargers team is going to react? I think they'll react well but lose, if that makes sense. And, yeah. and Pittsburgh, is, Pittsburgh, you know, it's weird because you look at the Steelers and their road record is pretty darn good. 
under Mike Tomlin for the past three years. But Ben Roethlisberger, not so much. And, of course, I understand Ben's frustration. And, by the way, didn't that the, the final play of the game, the, the one that you referred to uh. where Shelby Harris dropped back and had the interception, it didn't it remind you of what happened against the Patriots in Week 15 yeah, last yep, year yep. where they, they couldn't get their stuff together at, you know, in, in the final seconds of the game and Ben throws that interception and, boom, it's all over for them. So really reminiscent you know, of that. It was just really eerie to me. I mean, look, the, the absence of Melvin Gordon is huge. I like Austin Eckler, but I like Austin Eckler in small doses. Yeah. I mean, he's not in literally and physically, right? I mean, because the guy's not the biggest running back. He's not Melvin Gordon, so you're going to have to piecemeal a running game. You become one-dimensional, it does hurt you, especially on the road where I think they need to run some clock. I mean, look, Pittsburgh – they create their own drama. It works for them, okay? I, I don't get it. Most other teams, you know, guys are going to be, you know, really just, just it doesn't create a great chemistry. There's a lot of friction. But for them, I guess they're just used to it under Mike Tomlin. He lets it go. They keep winning games. I, I mean, more power to him. But you know what? I mean, I don't blame Ben for being upset at James Washington. James Washington, he's counting on him to make plays. And if it wakes this young man up and leads to a better performance, hey, more power to Big Ben for saying something, right? I mean, I'd rather see that type of leadership than a guy who just won't call anybody out to be quite honest with you and I know it's a big deal in the media but I, I just think Ben did he was I'm okay with what Big Ben did because he has my respect and he has a respect of everyone in the NFL the guys at Hall of Famer all right it's on the record folks Alex Marvez go dogs all right so oh. it's, uh, <laughs> it is on the oh. record for the entire world to hear on our vast Fox Sports radio network Mr. Gator rooting for Georgia okay I know. And, you know, we're setting record numbers. And when you look at it, you go to our Twitter account, you read about all the great things that we're doing at Fox Sports Radio. And now even more people are going to know <laughs> that, I'm, that I'm pulling for the dogs today. Wow. I mean, this, no, this is, this is a dark day. It's raining in Gainesville. That's why. <laughs> I think the forecast was 100% sunny up until I just said this, and now it's pouring with thunder. That's how it is. All right. Well, good luck to you on that game. Don't, uh, yeah, I, I don't count. <laughs> I, I think Alabama is going to do something to Georgia today. I don't want to describe it. Uh, Alex, have a great week, man. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs> Take it easy, Alex. Gentlemen, great talking to you. Thank you so that much. That is Alex Marvez, Sirius XM NFL radio host. Nick Swisher, he's here, man. I, I got some interesting questions. I think they're interesting. Maybe you will as well. Uh, about a former teammate of his, okay? A former teammate of his. You're going to hear it coming up next. Oh, getting into holiday spirit here. Steve Harbin and Nick Swisher. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance? means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. Wow. Just when we thought Oklahoma had control against Texas, they don't. And now Texas has scored again. Sam Ellinger, touchdown pass. And uh, what sound is this again? What, what is this? So this is a pregame from ESPN before the Alabama game. All right. Well, hang on to this. Hang on to this because I'm, what I, I, we're going a little different. Save that for the top of the hour. All right. I'm going to save that for the top of the hour. Um, we're watching Texas and Oklahoma. Texas is – Kick the extra. Oh, no, he missed it. Oh, no. Deflected. Just Deflected. Oh, no. Wow. He had a line drive that hit the crossbar. No, no, no. It was deflected. Oh, it was the deflected. The ball was deflected. Correct. Okay, so instead of Texas having a one-point lead, we have a 27-27 game right now. So 2.44 to go in the third quarter. Oklahoma and Texas are tied at 27. Would you like to see this go the route of that uh, LSU-Texas A&M game, the seven-overtime game? <laughs> what do you think of that? I've watched you... all seven overtimes, by the way. Did you watch that? 
How about when they gave the Gatorade bath to Orgeron? <laughs> How sticky was he for the next two hours, exactly, right? Exactly, right? You know that was definitely not feeling good in all places, right? And then it felt even worse when they actually lost the game. So, all right. So, this is, by the way, this has a big effect on your Ohio State Buckeyes because if uh, Oklahoma were to lose this game, Ohio State wins, then they get the right to get blown out by Alabama instead of a nice cushy day at the Rose Bowl <laughs> against the University of Washington. All right, having you here, I, I want to take advantage of, Nick, because uh, you had a great major league career. You played with Thank some of the you. most famous names, played against the most famous names of your generation of baseball yeah. players. But to me, one of the most polarizing figures of your era was Alex Rodriguez, one of the great talents in the history of the game. No question about that. An admitted uh, steroid user and a guy that's really trying to resurrect his reputation with his work on national TV. Personally, I think he does a really good job. I think he does a great job. One I of the more knowledgeable absolutely guys. Absolutely guy. And he and he doesn't talk about me, me, me. I mean, he'll bring in something. I like to hear a little more when your your perspective on things, but I think he's excellent at what he's doing right now. But you know, he was such a polarizing figure when he was with the Yankees and he was getting a lot of grief because it was Jeter's team and it wasn't his team, but what was he like as a teammate? What can you tell us about Alex Rodriguez? And do you think, despite all his indiscretions, should this guy have an eventual spot in the Hall of Fame? Well, I mean, let's just talk about the person he is. He's, he's a great guy. Okay. Right? He, he's one of those guys that you're right. I mean, he's definitely polarizing. There's no doubt. I mean, he can walk into a room and you definitely know he is there. Yes. I think the one thing that I noticed as him as a teammate as I've noticed as him now as a commentator, which is great because I get a chance to work with him, which is amazing because he's so prepared. He takes this job just like he did his baseball career. Right. Uh, so for him to show up each and every day on time, knowledgeable, ready to work, is super awesome. So I, I think for everything that comes along with him, uh, I was really fortunate just, just to be by him and, and to learn from him. And obviously he has completely resurrected his career. Uh, obviously the things he's doing, uh, not only on national television, but charity endeavors, things like that. I mean, you've seen him on Shark Tank. I mean, sure. this guy's all over the place. So in, in my opinion, yes, there's some good things that come along with him and there's some bad things as well. For myself, I was lucky enough to experience a lot of the good things, right? I mean, I know we hear a lot of the bad things about him, but I think for him, he learned a lot, right? I think that you got to remember when you are that big of a name at 14, 15, 16 years old, there, you don't maybe get to become a child. You don't get to live that childhood life. So I think for him, where he is right now, I, I'm so proud of him. I'm so happy for him uh, just to be in a position because he seems like he's happy. All right, I'll answer the Hall of Fame question. Of course he's a Hall of Famer. He's one of the greatest of all time. We're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios College Football next. What a Saturday it has been, and it's only going to get more exciting. Steve Hartman, Nick Swisher with you. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes can save 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate. Nick, it doesn't get any better than this. All right, we're in the fourth quarter right now. Big 12 championship game, and we are tied at 27, and Oklahoma with a victory, it would seem, revenging their loss earlier to Texas, would secure a spot in the Invitational. An Oklahoma loss and an Ohio State win later against Northwestern probably puts the Buckeyes there. Right. But uh, it doesn't get better than this, Nick. Oh, you just man. sit back, watch uh, watch this game, uh, you are sit here for the fourth quarter, man. If you're a college football fan, you're a college sports fan in general, sit down. Get your sandwiches, yeah. get your get your get your food, right? Get your uh, popcorn. Because mm. you're gonna be on the couch all day, man. What a great lineup starting with this game right here, man. I mean, for Oklahoma, 
to be tied right now in the fourth, this is not what I expected. No. I feel like if they just barely pull this off and Ohio State has a very convincing win – Against Northwestern, and, who and did you not know win? that? You see, here's the thing. This is this is. I always go back to that Big Ten championship game when JT Barrett won down Cardell Jones going against twelve gauge 59 nothing. Oh yeah, oh yeah, fifty nine nothing. Ohio State wasn't even the conversation before yep. that game when they totally. lose JT Barrett. Everyone figures they're toast. Yep. And Urban Meyer, understanding how the game is played, of course. just rolled it up. They held Melvin Gordon to nothing. I couldn't believe that. And that was when Wisconsin nothing. was eleven in the country at that yes. point, right? I mean, then they know, go Gordon. down to New Orleans, put it on Alabama. And then put it on Oregon. Yeah. Come on now. Marcus Mariota, who? Yeah. Well, uh, Ezekiel Elliott was introduced to the world. Yeah. <laughs> feed him. Feed yeah. Zeke. Yeah. Mariota. Remember, you remember all that noise about Cardell Jones after that run? He was eligible for the NFL draft. He goes, now, I'm going to come back another year at Ohio State. He should have come out for the NFL draft. Well, I, I think he's looking at that a little bit differently now. Wow. I mean, you know, I, mean I, I know Cardell. Uh, I caught his first pitch yeah. uh, when he came to Cleveland. Really? Throughout the first pitch. Yeah. By the way, it felt like a bowling ball when it hit my mitt. <laughs> uh, he's just one of those guys. He's a good guy. He's fun to follow on Twitter. Uh, I mean, he's very funny. Uh, but for him, I mean, obviously, if you look back on things, I mean, that's like playing Monday morning quarterback. I mean, obviously, when you look back, Things obviously might have made Didn't a little more sense. Didn't you grab him, Nick, and say, hey, Cardell, think about this. I, well, I here's, feel like- how, here's how it works in sports. Go when you're hot, man. When you're hot. You can't be any hotter than you are right now. He, he had the buzz. Oh, did he have and the buzz? And by the way, he, he would have been a first-rounder, no doubt. I don't think there's any question. I know, right? I mean, I could go back to uh, Matt Barkley at USC. Course, if he totally. had come out after his junior year, first-round pick, come back as a senior because he wanted to win a national championship, mm-hmm. blew up in his face. He ends up a fourth-round pick. Good guy, by the way, but... Yeah, I mean, you, I always say this to all these athletes, and this is why we were talking earlier about, you know, like uh, Tua Tungavailoa. I mean, what do you do now? I mean, if they win the national championship, he throws, you know, five more touchdowns today, does it in the national championship run. Wins his Heisman. But he but he wins the Heisman Trophy, but he can't come out. Uh, what do we do? All right, now, uh, Gavin, you, you said we had some sound here. Is that right, uh, the Tungavailoa situation here? All right, so uh, Gavin right now, is, he works hard. He's our very hardworking producer. All right, so Gavin, what is this that we're about to hear here? This is from the pregame show before the Alabama game on ESPN. They're talking to him about his upbringing. You mean the pregame for today's game against George? Yes. Okay. That will that start will at kick 1 o'clock. That about 1 o'clock. Yep. Yes, our time. All 4 o'clock right. Eastern. All right, so this is Tonga Vailoa talking about what now? This he, is, they're asking him about his upbringing, kind of just how, what, how he got to where he is. All right. Well, let's, and he opens up. Yeah. All right. Let's hear a little of this. But he knew the most demanding audience came from home. It had to do with a lot of pressure. If I don't perform well or perform the way I'm supposed to, I'm going to get it after. When you say I'm going to get it, just be clear what you mean there, too. After. Oh. Well, just know that the belt was involved and other things were involved as well. Okay, so in other words, the authorities are looking for his parents right now. You know, th- this is this is interesting. Um, the Adrian Peterson situation. Adrian said he's no longer using the switch; he's turned to the belt. <laughs> okay, so I, 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 as a father, and you remember Charles Barkley when that switch scene? He goes, "If that were against the rules, like every parent in the South would be arrested." Right. Well, I, I think you got different cultures and everything. Else. You have to understand that. People are raised a little differently yes. in, in different areas, and I think that you have to have a little more of a mindset or a little mm-hmm. more of an open mindset. Right. I mean, obviously, you know, when you talk about things like that, I mean, those are touchy subjects. Uh, but, I mean, like, I used to get spankings when I was a kid. Right. I was a crazy kid, man. You know? Yes. Like, so- no, you <laughs> 
But it's funny now because— It's amazing how it didn't have any effect on your personality, <laughs> Nick. Well, you know, you can't stop this. They couldn't this. beat that out you of you. You can't stop this. <laughs> so, but now being like, you know, a father of two beautiful little girls, yes. I mean, I think of it a little differently now. You can't imagine laying a hand uh, What? Well, not even a imagine? pinky. Yeah. So I, I think when you look at that and, you know, I mean, Tua, obviously he doesn't have any— you know, uh, bad thoughts towards his his parents. No, because he didn't know he has no nothing to compare it to. Yes, See, so. when people always talk about your upbringing, when you're a kid, there is no reference. You don't know any better. You don't know anything. You just this is how it is for me. And so, as a child, you're believing that that's that's just normal. Yep. That's how it is for everybody. Yeah, like my buddy's mom, he used to always say, "Well, he he, he don't know no better." Mm-hmm. You know. So, I mean, when you're growing up as a kid, I mean, obviously. You know, you don't want that stuff to, you know, to take place. Well, and then eventually, if you do become a parent, then you you can make your own choice. Of course, it's your choice. Yes. I think it, things are a little differently now in 2018 than they were back in the 80s. When, Unless, you're Unless you're Adrian Peterson. Unless you're Adrian Peterson. He just refuses to. He's old school, uh, bro. He is, he is He's old, old school. school. To each his own. I, you know, it, it brings up just, uh, you know, and, and Nick, I mean, you're a young guy, at least compared to me. Uh, but you've had your major league baseball career. Now you're on to the next phase of your life. You have t- these two young daughters and everything else. Are, are you? I, I'm just curious from your perspective. Obviously, you had a lot of success. You, you enjoyed the riches of being a major league baseball player and everything else. Of course, society in general, and and we always say that sports is sort of a, a microism. What is that? Is that the right word yep. of of microcross? <laughs> is that <laughs> the word? Something like there's an ism in there somewhere. Uh, of what's going on in our society. Do you like the way things are evolving? Have we come to PC? I mean, you always seem to be a guy, Nick, that you're going to speak your mind exactly. Are you worried about that? Or should athletes be more worried about, like I said, when Adrian Peterson just blurts out, yeah, no longer going with the switch, well, you're going with the belt. Well, you definitely have to pay attention to, to the things that you say. Right. Right. And, and, and social and, media obviously has changed Well, everything. obviously, because you can play the self-promotion game. You can live a life behind Instagram that may not be true, mm-hmm. that may not be real. Right? Or you could have a secret Instagram account like Kevin Durant. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you right. know, yeah. I love that. Totally, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, or, or the 76ers. Yes. You know? <laughs> uh, but I, I, I think for myself, I mean, obviously, in the, you know, uh, Swisher household. Yes. I mean, bro, we just try and make people smile, right? Sure. I mean, I have two young girls, and we are in a place where I am so proud uh, to be a father of those young girls because oh, yeah. whatever they want to do in this world, they can go do. And I think that's an amazing thing. And for me, every day I try to tell them how much I love them, how much that, how, how blessed we are to have them in our lives. Give them that confidence because my wife is a strong, badass, powerful woman. Right. And in my mind, there is nothing more sexy than that. Oh, I so am, I, I'm with you on that. I think for, with that. for women nowadays and young girls having that confidence to be who you are and what you want to do in this world. Whatever you want to do, go get it. Because right now we're in a great place when it comes to that, right? I mean, I'm not somebody that tries to put my opinions on other people. Obviously, I'm going to live my life. Right. It's 75 and sunny over here all the time. <laughs> so I, I think for myself, I mean, I, I love being uh, a father of girls. I'm actually proud and I'm actually happy that I didn't have boys because I think I might have a little different outlook on that. Well, it's interesting you say that. Now, I have the two boys, and I have my daughter. By the way, I'm going to be in New York. Uh, I'm taking my daughter there to an go. NYU visit next that, week. You're going to love it, bro. So we're going to leave early Monday morning. We're there Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, NYU's recruiting her, and we have a visit on the campus on Tuesday. It's going to be amazing. Bring take, your jacket. I've never even seen a Broadway show. We're going to see Wicked on Tuesday oh, night. Bro, you're gonna, you're, I've never seen a Broadway show. It's going to be amazing, bro. Been New York many times. I've never seen the Broadway show. Anyway, we're going to have a great time in New York. But she's a senior in high school. But my kids, 22, 20, and 17, they're the first generation who has lived their entire life 
in the social media world. social media world, of course, their entire life, of and course. it has been interesting for me as a father right. to sort of see how they navigate the world that they live in. What what influences them? I of mean, course. what I mean, we're always interested as parents, you know, that we have as much positive influence as we have on our children. But, you know, we used to talk about when we were kids that, you know, maybe a teacher might influence you or your friends would influence you. But now social media. Well, you're influenced by everything that, around you. But it's so much more now. Now yeah. you have a whole world of people that could have some. It, it, it could be anyone could suddenly do something on social media that touches a chord with a child of yours. Of course. Well, that's a very it, interesting. Well, information aspect. is so accessible. Now, yes. Right. It's so easy. But is it all the right information? I'm not saying it's right or it's wrong. Exactly. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to continue to keep evolving like the world is. Right. I'm not going to be one of these crusty old guys that says, oh, this social media, Instagram. Yeah, but if stuff. you're a manager, a coach, and you got players that are, you know. Well, but, but by the way, man, like this is the world we live in, right? Yeah. Like kids well, how do you that are 18, it, 20, 20 I mean, years old. Okay. Let, I mean, if you're like a college guy, even Urban Meyer, Nick Saban, or these guys, and these are old school guys, they're not all caught up in social media, totally. but the kids are. Yeah, of course. So how do you police that? I mean,. It can be a dangerous world. It's not just positive well, stuff. Well, we were talking earlier, and you brought up the name Jim Rome, right. right? And I remember when I first got on Twitter, when it first came out. Yeah. And I remember doing an interview with Jim Rome. Yeah. And I remember him saying that Twitter was like a gun. If you're responsible with it and you know how to use it, it's a great thing to have. But if you don't know what to do with it, you can shoot yourself in the foot. Yeah. And by the way, that's what happens more times than not. You can get in more trouble through Instagram oh, uh, and Twitter than you can for the positive sides. Well, now, and the only thing that's ever publicized are when people uh, do the wrong thing. Obviously, because yeah. that's, that's not my style, bro. Right. What about all the great things that are happening in this world, right? I We talk so much about the negative things, man. Like, that's not the type of world I want to live in, bro. I want to be positive. I want to be exciting. I want to try to help people move forward, right? Not go back, bro. Not pay attention to all this negative stuff. But then again, man, that's the world we live in. It right? is, it so is the like, world we live in. I'm, I'm, like such con- for, I'm a contradiction. For some of us, just trying to hang on, you know, just trying to figure out this entire thing. But, I, again, my children use – through my children, I learn a whole lot right, more so, about but, this. But for you, for, for your high yeah. school girl, right? Yeah. I mean, like, so what sort of influences did you have, right? Like, it was going on for her whole life, right? Yes. So how did she stay out of it? Strong parents. There you go. Strong mother, you, strong father. There you go. That are on top of it Be all the time. Her in your mother kid's life. does not miss a beat. There you go. He's on top of it. I like that. All the time. I like time. that, man. No let up. That's no it. let up. <laughs> all right. Uh, Oklahoma State in the lead, 30-27. We're going to continue to update you on this unbelievable Big 12 championship game. Plus, coming up. Alabama and Georgia. Can the dogs revenge last year's loss in the national championship game? We're going to break it down coming up next. Roll down tide. Steve Harbin and Nick Swisher. Yes, bringing on the holiday season here. By the way, I see uh, Nick on the board is uh, wearing his Laker cap. When are the Lakers really going to get their act together here? He's got that color coordination, you know. Get their act together. Yeah, how about this? The Clippers are the number one team in the Western Conference. I mean, how about how about the Clippers gutting Tobias Harris, MVP? No DeAndre Jordan. One quarter of the season. Blake Griffin. No Chris Paul. It's amazing how Jerry West joins an organization and flips it. How is it that Jerry West is not running the Lakers when he was the Lakers? He goes to Memphis, turns it around. Goes to Golden State, builds a champion. He goes to the Clippers who flipped their roster. The Lakers can only dream of being the Clippers right now. 
only dream of being the Clippers. One Te- quarter. Tell him it's One. early. Tell him it's early. LeBron, he going to figure it out. Steve, LeBron is going to have to do it by himself because the more and more <laughs> I'm watching this Laker team, it's a one-man team. They have no chemistry yet. No chemistry. Oh when God. are they going to yeah, get that chemistry? Him. You see Brandon Ingram the other night? <laughs> Awful. The only thing that saved him was LeBron finally at the end saying, look, do I have to do everything around here? And he did he to said, hey, save that game. Oh, yeah, spread back. out. Okay. We go run the one-on-one. Mm. And I'm I'm six foot eight, two hundred and sixty pounds, bro. You can't stop me. Steve, the yeah. Clippers at the end of the season will be better than the Lakers right now. Uh, well, I, I, you want me to call uh, right uh, now? Uh-huh. Yeah, yes. the Clippers will have a better record than the Lakers. Wow, Mark, wow. Mark, Mark tape. tape. Mark it right now. Okay, just say it. Because you know why? They got chemistry. They're fifteen and six. Lakers are thirteen and nine. Looking up, looking up right now. It'll continue. Because until they find some consistency well, in that surrounding cast of LeBron, it's going to, and as the season wears on, all that, you know, oh, we're going to give LeBron more rest and everything else. Not if they can't figure out somebody else they can deliver in the clutch. Well, what's the one thing the Clippers have, right? They have depth, right? They have a bunch of good players. Exactly. Right? There's not go one all-star. You got Williams off the bench. You got yep. you know, Harrell off the bench. They got a lot of guys that can make that shot. All right. We're watching this Oklahoma-Texas game. Big play for Oklahoma. It's still going all the way down to the eight-yard line. Oh, fumble! And Texas has recovered. Or was he down there saying, I like it, the officials are looking at each other. No, no, he was not down. So after a long pass play for Oklahoma, fumble at the end of the play, and Texas will take over on their own eight-yard line. Of course, this will be reviewed. Fumble, That is a fumble. That's a fumble, yes, That is absolutely a fumble. So, Texas recovers, so what look like could be a clinching situation for Oak. That is a fumble. That ball is clearly out before the knee hit. All right, so Texas staying alive. It's 30-27. to 27. Texas going to sweep them this year? Well, we're going to find out. Look, you're all excited here thinking about Again, we already <laughs> went over this when it looked like I'm Oklahoma so had control. You're like, oh, that's okay. I don't. I would rather, you know, Ohio State, you know, <laughs> hey, get to the Rose Bowl I get mean, a nice win. Just, you know. But you don't get the chance if you do that, okay? I remember last year there were people fighting for USC to get into the playoff. Because right. they had a great run at the end. And I remember just telling people, you know, if they go in, they're just going to get steamrolled by Alabama. And what happened? They went and played Ohio State and got steamrolled by Steamrolled by Ohio so, State, yeah. They did. Would have been so worse. Um, all right, so while this game is going on, the next game is going to be Alabama and Georgia. Last year's national championship was an all-time classic, and it was an incredible move that Nick Saban made. He benches Jalen Hurts. Right. One of the winningest quarterbacks <laughs> in Alabama ever. history. Well, NCAA history. NC, I mean, an unbelievable record who's struggling, and he throws in Tungavai Loa, who originally they were thinking about, you know, redshirting, whatever. Of course. And, but uh, he decided, hey, this is for all the marbles. I'm going to throw this kid into the fire. Throwing some Owen, baby. And the guy looks like he's a 10 year NFL vet. He was so cool and everything else, and the winning touchdown pass. I mean, I mean, you, you, he looked off. But the safety yep. turns and just throws it right in the basket. His accuracy, right? Going and, deep, Nick, is unbelievable. And the dimes that he drops yeah. is so impressive, especially for somebody that had threw a ball yeah. his whole life, to be able to have that much confidence and that much ability to judge where someone can be. Hold on a second here. We have had a safety scored by Oklahoma. So Texas got the ball on the fumble. And it looks like there has been a – all right, let's watch the play here as we were talking about this. Corner blitz. Uh, short corner side. blitz. Boom. Oh, didn't oh! even see him. Didn't even see him. Wow. What, what a, a move. 
It was a fake handoff. He's looking down the field. Boom. Wow, was that helmet to helmet? Are they going to call that? Whoa, 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 whoa. They went high on the quarterback there in the NFL, they call that. We got a commercial. All right, so they have a safety, so that means that Texas is going to have to free kick and Oklahoma is going to get back the ball. Um, But, no, I mean, when we look at – see, you you mentioned the thing right off the bat, Nick. When you look at two uh, projected to the next level, what coach doesn't dream of a guy that throws the accurate deep ball? And the other thing I see with Tungavailoa – his willingness to stand in that pocket, right? Pressure coming, and knowing I've got to take that extra second, yeah. so that my guy is going to get free, so I can make that throw. Well, uh, it's unbelievable. The well, also, too, a- a- as talented as Tua is, right? Yeah. Let's not forget to give the talent as well to Alabama's wide receiving core. Right? Yeah. Alabama, talent-wise, is so far leaps and bounds ahead of everybody else in the country, it's like playing a high school game for Tua. You remember back in the day, right, when you go see, like, you know, uh, uh, for me, it was like Parkersburg High and West Virginia versus Parkersburg South. You knew Parkersburg High was going to just put it on them, and you could just call on however many touchdowns you wanted to win by. Right. That's what it looks like for Tua, right? He's like, hey, let's run the old whooper-duper right here. You guys just go run around. Did you see the Iron Bowl last week, man? Yes, sir. Man. I mean, it's almost like every week with Alabama, they can do what they want to do whenever they want to whenever do Whenever they want to remember do Remember they it. were tied with the Citadel at halftime, hey, 10-10? Way, you saw what happened in the second half? Yeah. Right? Come on. Still hey. didn't cover the spread, though. Yeah, I, I think that Nick Saban's trying to get out these guys. He's not covering spreads a lot of times, right? A lot of those games were because <laughs> That's what at, he's shooting for now. Like, like he's got that fourth-string defense in the end of the game, give up a couple of late concessions. You know, yeah. No, the— you didn't cover this brand, Nick. <laughs> I think he purposely does that kind of just messing. I mean, with people we, well, all when the you time. win that many games in yeah. a row and you're on top for that long, you've got to shoot for something, right? So obviously, for Nick Saban, championships are one thing, but you know, maybe this spread is his new thing, right? We got Lock It In over there on Fox FS1. This um, this Georgia team, and again, this is a team that was in the national championship game a year ago. Kirby Smart's done a phenomenal job there. 11-1 this year. They're averaging 40 points a game and giving up 17. You know, and there's Nick Saban. All year long, Saban's been trying to make the case. Stop putting so much praise on our team. So, what, by the way, Coach K just does that with Duke. He yeah, says, right. you guys are lathering over a bunch of – we lost the game. We lost to Gonzaga. to Gonzaga. Yeah, I love how these networks, like, ignore that. Can Duke go undefeated? No, they just lost. You missed that. You missed, <laughs> they lost actually, to Gonzaga. It's impossible. <laughs> it's possible. And they still go undefeated. No. Um, but, again, this is the challenge for all these coaches, whether you're a Urban Meyer, Nick Saban, you know, Dabo Sweeney at the very top of the mountain or a lesser coach, trying to keep perspective – for these kids, and they are kids. They're 19, 20. That's the one thing about being a college coach. Your livelihood is in the hands of a 20-year-old. Yeah, well, also, too, you have a lot more uh, say. You have a lot more power You do, the but they're level. still mentally – I mean, their brains aren't even fully developed I agree, yet. I agree, but I feel like that's where the motivation comes into play, right? I mean, 10-10, halftime, mm-hmm. Alabama. What do you think that Yeah, what do you think Nick like? Saban was saying? <laughs> hey, you boys better really realize what's going on right mm-hmm. now yeah. and all these special you, you perks. You think jobs are secure around here? Exactly. Well, you think you're going to get all them special perks, boys? <laughs> 
Not if we play it like this. I saw that the other day. Roy Williams, North Carolina basketball, they lose to Michigan, right? And he pulled all five guys off the court simultaneously. So after the game, they said, hey, Roy, what, what was going oh, on Roy, there? Goes, Roy didn't know what to do. He goes, uh, that's because they, they were stinking up the place. I mean, he, used, he even said my he, coaching stinks. He goes, but he also said the players stink. Yep. They stunk. They stink. Uh, they were they playing stink. awful. I mean, he was taking shots. That was like the first time he was questioning himself as a coach right there. You, but you have to do that with the kids. Of I mean, course. if I'm going to rip you publicly as he did the kids, then you got to throw yourself well, in. Well, you look at all the great, you, all the great leaders, all the great coaches. They say it's on them, except one. Phil Jackson never did. <laughs> I covered enough. Phil Jackson never once did Phil Jackson ever take blame for anything negative that it would happen to one of his teams. Not once. All right, we're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Let's catch up. So much exciting college football. David Gascon is all over the sea. And I take responsibility for my own actions, too. You do. Gentlemen. Your executive producer might not, but... Uh, wow, look at that. Jeez, Gavin. Gavin. Called you out, man. Uh, Unbelievable. Gav- Gavin's the, uh, Low the, blow. the guy that was really big on the Chargers against the Broncos a couple weeks ago. Oh, he still was, won't let him forget that. No. Make he, my money back. He's like, I want, I want the Chargers minus 13 in that ballgame. Uh, he also picked Michigan over Ohio State. Woo! <laughs> I even think I said by a by a blowout. So. Yeah. yeah, you did. <laughs> I yeah. got part of it right. Oh yeah, the blowout. Yeah, good job, uh, guys. Big Twelve Championship game. We had a couple of monster uh, plays back to back. Here we go, Texas and Oklahoma. Inside the ten, fumble the football. Longhorns have it. It's a fumble, and Texas will get it. Brandon Jones comes up with the ball. So a huge play for Texas and Oklahoma. Right back. Second and eleven play action blitzes. Oh, oh, he got it. Yeah, it was his throwing side, too. So Oklahoma now has an advantage of five points, 32-27. Not in any of those highlights. Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown for the Oklahoma Sooners. He was taken off on a cart, and I don't think he'll be back. There's 635 to play in this contest. Oklahoma, again, up by five, 32-27. One of the game in the top 25, Iowa State leading Drake, 27-24. There's about uh, four minutes to play in this contest. Switch on over to college basketball today. Kentucky was down three to UNC Greensboro. They got on top, stayed on top, and pulled away, 78-61. Creighton leading number one Gonzaga, 71-69. This ballgame is on Fox. On FS1, Marquette leading Kansas State 44-33. Gentlemen, Hi, Mr. Gascon. Thank you so much as always. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save 50% of more car insurance to Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. All right, we're inside. Six minutes to go right now. Oklahoma has a 32-27 lead, and they're on the move. Wow, what a turnaround. We had a, a fumble recovered by Texas. The corner blitz forced the safety. Now Oklahoma is well into Texas te- uh, territory. territory right now. We're about the 32-yard line, so we'll keep you updated on that game. By the way, uh, the big story of the week, uh, of course, is the Kareem Hunt situation. I want to get your thoughts here, Nick. Uh, Kareem Hunt uh, will soon be waived, which means he'll be exposed to waivers, okay? Which means, like the Redskins did with Reuben Foster, there could be a team that claims him off waivers. So the idea is, even though um, Reuben Foster was destined to go to the commissioner's exemplist, and what that means is is that you're still getting paid, but you're not allowed to play in any games. They're not even allowed to practice. But the Redskins basically did this with Foster 
by controlling his contract for next season. And so now a lot of teams might be thinking the same thing with Kareem Hunt. We don't know what's going to happen as far as right. what the kind of, you know, because eventually what's going to happen here is that the league is going to figure it out. They're going to have a penalty, and then there's the uh, appeal process and everything else. So this could drag on for a while, but that doesn't prevent any team from saying, hey, we're going to claim him right now, even though he won't be playing it, it, for it, us now. But then we control what is still a rookie contract. Yeah. So he's still getting low ball money because he wasn't a first-round pick, and we would control that contract going into 2019. Would you do that? No. You still wouldn't do that? No, sir. Th- this is bigger than the game of football. Okay. This so is bigger this than is, sports. You're, you're saying that this guy this is only, it's only It's only my personal opinion. And, right. I, and, and I understand that you can have your second chances and the whole nine, but you got to earn those second chances, right? This is not – he has not earned that second chance. This is fresh, right? And by the way, I don't understand why this – this uh, uh, incident happened in February. Yes, and we just learned about it November well, no, thirtieth. No, no. We knew about the incident, and there was a, there was a, remember there were no charges filed in the incident. Correct. So no, at the time the Chiefs knew about the incident because right. you saw the videos. Everyone was yes, questioning so. everything else. He said, she said, you know, different stories and everything else. And the ownership of the Chiefs simply said, look, he's a young guy. He's going to learn from his mistakes. The, obviously, the video changed everything. Of course. But, I mean, I, I when, when we talk about second chances, this is something that everyone is always harping on about an opportunity. In other words, here's the thing. He is not going to get banished for life. The NFL is not going to do that. I go back to the Michael Vick situation. Michael Vick, I remember thinking when he was sitting in prison, that we have seen the last of Michael Vick. No team, as bad as it is to harm human beings, for many people, harming defenseless animals is worse. Is worse. They can't defend themselves. It's worse. Agreed. So I'm thinking nobody is going to take a chance on Michael Vick. The Eagles did. How long after the incident? Did they take a chance? Well, he on was him. in prison for a year and a That's half. That's what I'm saying, right? So you're talking about people but, uh, he's picking up. He's walking out of prison, and I remember the Eagles picking him up, and I was thinking, look. I mean, there's going to be protesters everywhere. How dare you? But that's what I'm saying. I mean, how much how much backlash would an organization catch if they made a move on Kareem Hunt right now? But the reason it worked for Michael Vick, two reasons. One, when he came back, it worked for him on the field. Suddenly, in many ways, he was even a better quarterback. But he was remorseful. And that Vic did everything necessary to redeem himself. But he earned the chance, right? He right. earned that redemption, right? Kareem Hunt, right? We don't know what's about to happen to him. Well, if I again, if I'm advising Kareem Hunt right now, do whatever it takes hey, brother, everything. to show absolute remorse, no excuses. But you know what, man? I feel like in the world we live in today, sometimes people, they're fed up with that stuff, right? They're fed up with this stuff sort of happening. Right? This isn't the. This isn't yeah, the, but we're also a society that doesn't mind as long as you show remorse, as long as you accept blame right. for your actions. Right. No excuses. Right. You look look at somebody like a Jason Giambi in the steroid era, right? Right. Took it right on the chin, said, I apologize. I mean, I know this isn't the same thing, but I'm just talking about right. people making a redemption comeback, right? Like being remorseful, right? Right. Saying what you did was wrong. And obviously, he should know what he did was wrong. I just think that nowadays, 2018, with a video, something that you can physically see, it's different nowadays, bro. Like, 2018 is a different world than it was a couple years ago. And and let it know when Michael Vick made his comeback. By the way, uh, it's interesting. They're already speculating on what teams might roll the dice on Kareem Hunt. 
Uh, They're talking about the Eagles, who desperately need a running back. The Browns are a possibility, but here's, here's the one team that might be clear to do it. The Redskins, since they've already done it with Reuben Foster. What the heck? We already got a lot of grief. We're trying to put together a championship team. You got a 23-year-old running back that a year ago was one of the premier backs in the league. Yeah, we'll roll the dice. This is a very interesting story. I love how this plays well, out. Well, because- it, it's so interesting because it, it then becomes a moral thing. Right. It's not It's not a sports thing anymore. This is a moral thing. But, again, who's preaching morality? Your morality, my morality, everyone's morality might be a little bit different. We go 100%. Back to the Adrian that's why Peterson I say. Thing. He's, he says, yeah, I'm not using the switch. I'm using the belt. I mean, and somehow in his mind, he's like, yeah, maybe maybe it wasn't right to, you know, get a switch and, and use it on my child, but the belt's cool. I know that. Well, he, both hurt. Yeah, <laughs> so, like, exactly. Either way, man. And by the way, like, this is just a situation that, is it's just not good, right? And by the way, if the NFL does make a move saying he is available to play anytime soon, the comebacks, the, the bashing the NFL will take, they can't do that, right? So if you think Kareem Hunt is going to play at any point the rest of this season, in my personal opinion, bro, I think you're crazy. I just don't think it's too hot. It's too big of a subject to take a chance and take a flyer on somebody. Here's the biggest problem facing the NFL with this. So the NFL has said it never saw the video before TMZ published it. How is that possible? So because TMZ spends money to get videos, and that's not a secret, if you're the NFL and there is an altercation between a player and a woman, something happened. We don't know what happened. We're getting a variety of stories. Something happened which is what happened in the Ray Rice situation. You saw them dragging the unconscious body. That's all we saw originally. And then all of a sudden there was the elevator video and everything changed. But if you're the NFL, after that, if there's an incident involving a player at a hotel and there's a female involved in this, I don't, I'm the NFL. I am going to go in there and we want to know, was there any video? Do you have any possible video evidence? They didn't do that. And this just seems either reckless in an idea that this league, remember this, the league's ratings had dropped the last two years. Right. They were still facing the controversy about the national anthem. There was a lot of negativity They're back up this in. year. They're way, way up this up. year. But they were facing all these controversies. The president was fanning the fire and everything else. So maybe they thought, well, the last thing we need is another one of these situations. We'll just ignore it. It'll go away. If there was a video by now, we probably would have seen it. Nine months later... TMZ gets a hold of it. Got him, coach. And so there you go. And now the NFL is back to ground zero. I'm like, we thought you were taking care of this. Are you serious about domestic violence? Are you not serious? Are you only serious when it serves your purpose? What exactly is your stance? And they they still haven't answered that question. Well, either way, this is definitely a black and blue mark on the NFL, mm-hmm. uh, as well as the Kansas City Chiefs, and more than anything, Kareem Hunt. And what a shame for such a – star on the field. Oh yeah. For this for for a career that just began to make this sort of a mistake. How do you think it's going to affect the Chiefs? Well, in general, th- this week I think they'll be fine. Yeah, Cuz they're going to prove to everybody they can they can play. Do we have a touchdown? We have a touchdown Oklahoma. Oklahoma's just scored. All right, you're safe. You can start uh, making reservations for the Rose Bowl. Should I show up? Yeah. Gene, Gene, Swish, I need some tickets. There it is. We'll be on the sidelines. Is that enough, Steve? Is that enough to put Oklahoma in the playoff. I look at 
to me, even if no, first of all, if Ohio State were playing like a an undefeated Wisconsin team, they're playing a four loss Northwestern team that did not win an out of conference game this year. Exactly, they won the Big Ten West though. That's a hell of a catch, one hand catch, <laughs> boom, touchdown, Oklahoma. All right, so Oklahoma had two minutes to go in the game, and Oklahoma are about to kick the extra point going up 12. So this game is over. Yeah, Oklahoma has done enough, and so they get the right to take on Alabama, assuming they beat Georgia, and get blown out early. By the way, we you know what? You know the guy that has just absolutely flown under the radar this year is Dabo Sweeney and Clemson. Yeah. Another undefeated season. Now, the ACC was garbage yeah, this year. Well, I think that's the thing, man, is, is it when you're talking about power conferences. Right. They're playing Pitt today, by the way. And what's the schedule? I think it's like 28. Like three touchdowns? Four yeah. touchdowns? I mean, there's seven and five. Who's right? going to watch that game? Here's the one thing I do know about Clemson. That defense is loaded. And fast. I mean, they, had, they had three guys that were all set to go to the NFL who decided decided to stay another year. So not only is that an insanely talented defensive front for Clemson, but it is an experienced uh, defensive front. All right, we're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Coming down the stretch with Nick Swisher. <laughs> Let's go! Okay. He's going to lend some final expertise. The, the sports world according to Nick. <laughs> Coming up next. <laughs> Steve Harbin and Nick Swisher. All right. Want to thank the crew. By the way, great news. Quick way to save money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Gavin, didn't you give Nick permission to? Uh... Plenty of time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How about this game, Steve? How about this game? So, uh, Oklahoma still winning 39-27. We had a touchdown by Texas that was called back because of penalty. For a second there, we thought, oh, no, we're there. But now Oklahoma has clinched it. Texas has uh, – did they turn the ball over or on downs here? This was uh, pass intercepted. All right, so Oklahoma intercepted the ball. That is it. It's going to be 39-27. Is that enough for Oklahoma to get into the four-team invitational? Don't call it a playoff. It's an invitational. Um uh, playoffs. If uh, Alabama beats Georgia. Now, Georgia beats Alabama today, folks. Alabama is going to be in that four team. Guaranteed. Doesn't matter. Because they've absolutely dominated all season long. All right. I uh, want to thank the crew today. want to thank Nick on the board. want to thank Jade, as always. She's doing a tremendous job. Jade, it's Hell always yeah. great to see you out here. How much longer are you, Jade? Are you like permanently here? Is this pretty much uh, your? She got one more week. She has one more week. week. Yep. All right. So Jade's still got one more week here. Uh, Gascon, of course, bringing us all the latest updates out there. And then there's Gavin. Gavin. Gavin, who bought tickets to a Lakers game that he can't go to tomorrow. You really? Well, you should be able to sell them for top dollar, right? (laughs) (laughs) Got about twenty hours right now. Are you going to sell them to Nick? Must have something to somebody. Might be on the street. How many many Laker games have you seen this year, Nick? Uh, Pretty much all of them. All of them. I mean, how many have you attended? Oh, I mean, uh, uh, (laughs) I'm a board op, Steve. (laughs) (laughs) Are you kidding me? I was going to say, um, Nick Swisher, uh, unbelievable. By the way, I have one more quick story here. Are you ready for this, folks? So this year, the Pro Bowl in the NFL, they're allowing fans to vote for Pro Bowlers on Twitter by using the hashtag Hashtag Pro Bowl vote. 
There's a movement right now to get a lot of people to vote for Colin Kaepernick. Now, this is not unprecedented. I remember when Magic Johnson was forced to retire. Well, he made the decision to retire when he was found out to be HIV positive, didn't play at all, and he was still voted into the All-Star game. Not only played in the All-Star game, he was the MVP of that All-Star game. We'll all remember that if you're old enough. Um, (laughs) If you're old enough. But uh, Kaepernick is is an interesting – I mean, what would they do? I mean, if, if he got enough votes, enough wave, he hasn't played in two years. Well, you have to remember what sort of influence he's had, not only on football fans, but right. just in, in the in the world, right? Like, yes. this guy is a, you were talking about a polarizing figure. Oh, yes. Right? This guy right here has stood up, taken it on the chin, mm-hmm. right? And, and stood for what he thinks is right. And by the way, that's, I mean, for, for a man in, in today's world, to stand up for something is amazing. How did the national anthem story completely die this year. I mean, mean, even going into the year, there was still all this controversy. Why isn't Kaepernick playing with a team? Remember, the the league set these new rules that if you're on the field, you stand at attention, but you have the option of staying in your locker room if you don't want to stand at attention. And immediately we're thinking, wow, you want to create a a divided locker room? Of course, a divided locker room for sure. None of that played out. No. And it ended up. Look at the ratings. And now the NFL is strong. Ratings are strong. And then all of a sudden, Kareem Kareem Hunt. Hunt. Thanks, Kareem. <laughs> um, yeah, the the NFL is alive and well. The ratings have been unbelievable. In fact, week 12, the Thanksgiving ratings were through the roof. Sunday night football, Monday night football, Fox Sunday game ratings were just astronomical this weekend. Uh, so, yes, Oklahoma has moved on now, and they are simply awaiting this Alabama-Georgia game. Very simple. Alabama beats Georgia. Oklahoma is in. You're not going to argue that, right? No. You're not going to make a case. No. Even if Ohio State wins – 69 nothing against Northwestern. You're conceding it to Oklahoma. Well, I tell you what, man. As the game was going on, early in the game, right. I thought, hey, Texas was there. Yeah. They were in it, right? Yeah. But it just goes to show you how powerful that Oklahoma offense is. I wanted to check here some of the final sets because, again, as far as the Heisman Trophy is concerned, uh, tomorrow's the day I will make my vote. So, what, do you, what, what? I mean, one, two, three. You got Tua. You've got. Well, last week I can't say because, uh, but I, I can tell you last week, and I, nothing's changed. Going into this week, I had two of one. I had Murray two, and I had Haskins three. Yeah, of course. Haskins jumped back after that big game against Michigan. By the way, Murray today. Oh, they don't have his stats. Oh, he had a big day. Well, I mean, let's be honest, man. The Heisman Trophy. Well, here it is: twenty-five of thirty-four, three hundred seventy-nine yards, three touchdowns. That's a pretty good number. Just another day at the park. <laughs> Just another day at the office. For Kyler Murray. But you know what's great about that is he's being able to live out this dream of being able to play both sports, right? So and now he's going to soak this football experience up. Mm-hmm. And then guess what? Spring training, baby. Time to go to work. I was talking. You remember Josh Booty? Oh, yeah. LSU. Josh, Josh was one of those superstars who played. He was with the Marlins. He got a huge contract offer by the Marlins. Yeah. Played baseball, minor league baseball in the Marlins. Did not pan out. Had yep. a couple cups of coffee in the major leagues. Went back to LSU where he originally had intended to try to get his football career going, and that didn't work. What about Drew, Drew Henson? Same thing. Drew Henson. I had Josh on my radio show this week, and I said, what advice would you give Kyler Murray? And he goes, I don't have to give him advice. He's made the right choice. Of course. If you have the ability to play baseball, Major League Baseball. Bro, bro look at me. I retired at 36. Exactly. Set. Set. 
right? And I'm walking around healthy. And you're walking around, and, and so sharp, by the way. Oh, I appreciate hair's that, hair's perfect bro. and everything else. <laughs> uh, Nick, it's been great, man. I had a lot of fun hey, today. Hey, Steve, homie, I really appreciate you today, bro. It's been awesome. All right, Nick Swisher, everyone. More coming up on Fox. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. <laughs> 